your new best friend, uh, Kevin Weeks. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what how they make those decisions tonight in terms of when they cut into which, which game and at what time and which game. Yeah. And I remember them saying on the uh, the commercials, they say, yeah, every every goal, every hit, every power play. So yeah, I'm guessing, yeah, power plays will be certainly their anchor to switch the games because they said it's not like there's an actual red zone like, you know, football. Yeah. you can OK, everything the 20 in you're on, on screen. So it'll be a little bit tougher to navigate. And my guess is that we won't see as much fluid live coverage, right? We're going to see highlights. They're, they're going to be working harder behind the scenes than they will be, uh, you know, just on the, on the general overview, of course. John and Kevin and, have the easy job tonight. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it won't be. I don't know if it'll be super duper easy. They'll still have to navigate and manage, like I said, through the live things. And, of course, it'll be a full team effort. And, and I trust in those two guys to get it done. But it definitely will be a little bit different, I think, than what we see on Sundays with NFL Red Zone because, just like I said, game flow. Now, you know, if you had somebody who's a, a quality, you know, game manager and kind of just tell the pace of, of, of teams that are playing, then, you know, maybe if they had somebody who can do that, then uh, maybe we will see where, you know, things are starting to develop. You know, we always talk about teams that are buzzing. That's a, t that's a term you'll probably hear a million times if you watch the broadcast tonight and, and throughout the year. Uh, so if they have somebody who can, who can get, you know, gauge that properly, then it, it'll be really good. Yeah, no doubt. I, you know what I think is going to happen? They're, they're going to have people that know that, Oh, the goal just happened in the, um, the goal just happened in the Jets blues game, uh, tonight. And they say, okay, a goal just happened like seconds ago in Winnipeg. Let's go to it now and maybe show you it on a, just a slight tape delay, you know, situation yeah. where there's the goal there. Because again, you can't predict this shit. It's going to be hard to show goals live because you never know when yeah. the goal is going to happen at five on five. Power play is you can surmise that, hey, maybe a goal might be about to be scored. But I think that's the way it's going to happen. They're going to cut in. As soon as they see a goal in one of these games, someone will get in Bucci's ear and, and probably say, all right, we got a goal in uh, St. Winnipeg tonight. Let's go and show that, get that highlight up and right and roll it. It'll probably be the screen will probably look more like an advanced ticker that yeah. there'll probably be something that flashes up that says there's a goal and they'll show, you know, which team or, or player or something. Yeah, it'll so like I said, it'll probably be more certainly visual. This, this won't be a thing like red zone. You can kind of listen to on a Sunday, right? Like you don't have to watch every single moment. This you'll have to pay a little bit more attention to because you'll have to be seeing all the different things that are going to be pinging and popping. And uh, yeah, like I said, it would be great. So Get your TVs tuned in to ESPN2 or ESPN Plus and then have us on your laptop and uh, you'll be all set. Yeah, that's right. That's what, that's what Butchagross should be saying. That Ian Cameron kid, host of the Ice Guys, just hit another bargain bin prop with that goal. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. Very good, Jerick. <laughs> uh, I, I can only dream that would happen. Uh, on uh, ESPN and ESPN, ESPN two and ESPN plus tonight. All right, let's get into it. We got 16 games. Uh, it's time to get down to business. Uh, we'll start of course with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Washington Capitals. It's the first of the 16 to drop the puck tonight. ESPN with uh, Mike Monaco and AJ Malesko and everyone's favorite female hockey personnel on air lady, Leah Hextall in between the benches tonight. Uh, in this game, we've got the Leafs minus 175 uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Washington is definitely in a world of hurt right now. They're dead last in the NHL in goals for per game, 1.25. I mean, it's just absolutely dreadful what we are seeing right now from the uh, Capitals offensively. Look, 
Alex Ovechkin even is, you know, basically a leaking oil so far early in the season. He's gotten off to a slow start for the Washington Capitals, but it's been really, really surprising to see them, you know, scuffle offensively like this. Uh, just because, you know, you still have Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Oshie, Wilson. You know, you've still got a core that should be able to produce a little bit offensively. You know what's noticeable about Washington and their struggles early in the season? Just the complete and utter decline of their power play. I mean, this was a team that their power play for the large portion of the Ovechkin era has been dominant. It's controlled the puck. It's had sustained offensive zone time. It's basically been very creative in terms of Puck movement, player movement, nobody's stationary. Well, now I see a slow-moving power play. Obviously, it's a slower skating team overall, and I just see that puck's not humming like it used to uh, on the Washington power play, uh, and that definitely is a big reason for their struggles uh, early in the year with the uh, man advantage. Defensively, it's been hit or miss for Washington. I am concerned about some of the depth issues they have on their blue line this season. Really, you take out John Carlson, and there's a lot of uh, question marks on the Caps' blue line this year, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Nick Jensen hasn't been great since he's been here from Detroit. You've got Rasmus Sandin, who's looked great at times, and he's actually made some horrendous gaffes with the puck at times as well, which is kind of what he did in Toronto for a bit. Uh, Fehervari is solid. I'm not sure he's ready to be a top pair D-man yet. TVR, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, ah, he's all right. He's nothing special. And then you've got Alexiev you know, as your other defenseman. So there's a lot of question marks there on that blue line. It's Carlson and everyone else trying to find their way, you know, essentially on the blue line right now for Washington. And then, of course, because the blue line's got some issues right now, it makes Darcy Kemper a lot more beatable, you know, because he doesn't have that Colorado blue line one through six that's a rock, you know, when they won the Stanley Cup there a couple years ago with Kemper. He's got a lot more issues to fight through. He faces a lot more quality opportunities from the opponent now. So uh, there's a lot of issues right now with Washington. Uh, Toronto certainly had some consistency problems. Win their first two games against Montreal and Minnesota. Drop the next two, the home game to Chicago and the loss to Florida. But they bounced back against Tampa Bay on Saturday. They played a really good game. They deserved to win. They all played Tampa Bay. If not for Jonas Johansson, probably would have won that game easier. Uh, Sheldon Keefe, creative coaching. I'll give him credit. He, he said, hey, we're, we're down 3-1. We're generating chances, but nothing's going in. Shake things up. He ends up putting uh, Matthew Nyes and Max Domi together, and those two guys created some magic. You know, those are the two guys that got them the second goal and the tying goal, both scored by Nyes, both assisted by Domi on great passes. And, and all of a sudden, they were tied, and then uh, Tavares gets the game winner in overtime to come back and beat Tampa Bay. But they outplayed Tampa. They definitely deserved that game. No question about that. Um, and I like them here. I think right now Toronto – you snapped the little mini skid. You got the win. You can't rest on your laurels. You got to come in here and take care of business. This is a team that's definitely right now. Uh, don't let up. You're the better squad right now. And I expect Toronto to take care of business. I actually like their game against Florida, even though they lost as well. And Sheldon said that after the game said, we lost the game, but we play, got back to play in this kind of way we want to play. We were better in our own end. We were a little bit tighter. And then we generated a lot more because of that strong play in our own end. So that was good to see from Toronto. I think they're going to be able to take care of business here. I'm going to do a, a split bet here with Toronto, uh, minus one on the puck line, and Toronto in regulation here uh, against uh, Washington. Toronto minus one, uh, you can get around minus 110, and the regulation price at around minus 108, uh, both of those at pinnacle. So uh, I'm just going to split it up between the two because uh, there is the 
you know, always a chance of overtime. Uh, and I'm going to probably start doing that now with the favorites in this price range that I end up betting rather than just putting it all on the regulation or all on the minus one puck line. I'll just put a little on both. So for me, Leafs puck line minus one, minus 110, split with regulation minus 108. Alex, Leafs Capitals. Yeah, I mean, I, I just actually posted my power rankings. I, I thought I sent them in earlier, but I posted those on the Patreon page. And uh, Washington has the biggest drop. They are 31st in my rankings out of 32. Of course, the worst team in the league by far. They don't have them uh, that you, far down yet, but they're in the high 20s for me. Yeah, they're, they're, they're awful. They're awful. To, and, and and the goaltending situation, you know, is kind of, you know, you look at it, Charlie Lindgren. He played that one game and then he got, you know, banged up. Now, I think he's supposed to be coming off of IR, if not today, tomorrow. So if Kemper, like you said, he gets kind of hung out to dry, uh, you don't really have much depth. You can't really rely on Lindgren. They got a kid named Clay Stevenson who literally made his pro uh, debut last year in the East Coast Hockey League. This is not a good situation when you talk about an offense they can't produce and a blue line that's getting older, just a team overall that, 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 you know, the core is aging quickly. Uh, everything looks really bad for Washington. And I, I knew it was going to be rough, but it looks even worse than I imagined. So I'm really happy that I have their, their under and point totals. I have had to miss in the playoffs. Uh, things are going downhill. It's starting early, but at the same time, it's hard to trust Toronto in this spot, right? Yeah, it seems like yeah they should just run in and win this one four to one and, and play and dominate their game. Joseph Wall and that, you know, building that confidence off of uh, coming in in relief and getting the come from behind win. These are usually those games where then all of a sudden it's two two and it goes overtime and the Leafs find themselves losing it in an overtime or a shootout. So I'm staying away from sides. Yeah, and, and we're gonna be on the live betcast. Keep in mind the first period over last 13 meetings between these two teams ten and three. Not gonna lay that big of a price, so I'm gonna be looking for something in game when the BetCast starts at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, and Samsonov in that Tampa Bay game gave up three goals on four shots. Joseph Wall comes into the game, and what a job. Even everyone was amazed, players and head coach Sheldon Keefe after the game, that he was able to come into that game. They were giving up three goals already and just shut the door the rest of the way uh, for in net for the Leafs. Didn't give up a goal uh, the rest of the game. and he It was already a scheduled start for him tonight uh, against Washington. Uh, this was planned before that Tampa Bay game, but it sure makes it a lot easier to go ahead with Joseph Wall tonight after that great performance. And he's good. I believe in Joseph Wall right now. He's shown me nothing at the NHL level to to say that he is not ready to, to become eventually maybe a number one goalie in this league. Uh, he's been really good. He's very calm, very stoic, uh, and that's what you want in net. You don't want some nervous Nelly, you know, some spaz case uh, in net. You want someone that's going to be nice and calm, relaxed, uh, very much a Carey Price type demeanor is what everyone says about uh, Joseph Wall. So uh, definitely don't mind him at all for Toronto getting the start uh, here tonight against the uh, Washington Capitals. As far as player props go for this game, you know, it's hard to bet player props, at least as far as goals and assists for this Washington Capitals team. But they are putting Matthew Phillips up on the top line for Washington, promoted to the top line. He's going to be with uh, Ovechkin and Dylan Strome. Uh, and uh, you're obviously going to see that pop in his ice time. That's a great bargain right there. And we know he scored already this year for the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, and it was against, of course, the team that decided to cast him aside, the uh, Calgary Flames, where he used to be. He's plus 600, by the way, to score a goal tonight. Like he's playing on the top line with Ovi uh, and Dylan Strome tonight. So that is just, <laughs> that's value I will not pass up. I will not say ever, I will not ever forget. Pass up an opportunity to bet someone on a top line at plus 600. I don't care who it is. 
Uh, and that's what you got here with uh, Matthew Phillips at plus 600 here uh, on the top line. And then as far as Toronto goes, we've got some great opportunities here. I'm back on the Matthew Nyes bandwagon here. I knew that those goals were going to happen for him at some point. We cashed a plus 525 ticket for him to score on Saturday uh, against Tampa Bay. He's still plus 510, uh, as high as that price at Patano. He's found chemistry with Max Domi. Uh, I'm back to the well with Matthew Nyes tonight in this game. And the other great value prop tonight is someone that's now moving up to the top line for Toronto tonight with Matthews and Marner. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali. Yarncroke is on the top line for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight with Matthews and with Marner. And he's plus 440 to score a goal tonight. So uh, that is definitely value as well. Again, plus 400 or better with a top line player is never a bet I will forget to make or pass up making. Uh, and that is the case there with Yarn Croak as well. So there's some good value in that game. Again, with a lot of players moving on up as far as the pecking order is concerned. All right, next up, we've got, uh, we don't have um, uh, Anna. Wait a minute, what happened to my, uh, okay, we got a, there we go. We had the Columbus Anaheim uh, graphic ready, but apparently got deleted somehow. It's like the invisible man did it, but here we go. Okay, Anaheim and Columbus. Uh, we've got Columbus minus four. Uh, minus 145 uh, home favorites, six and a half being the total here in this one. Uh, interesting matchup here between two teams, of course, looking to really build for the future for the most part, especially on the Anaheim side. Feel bad for Jamie Drysdale. He's on the IR again, lower body injury, moved to injured reserve. Ah, this is not good, man. This is two years in a row where there's an early injury early in the season, derailing things for this guy. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, and three games now he's missed. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be now a long-term injury for him. So very, very disappointing uh, for him, unfortunately, because we know he's a great talent on the blue line for Anaheim. Great in both ends of the ice, good skater, uh, and just unfortunately not able to avoid the injury bug for a second straight season. Uh, Patrick Lyonnais, of course, is on the uh, IR for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they reshape their lineup tonight. Um, Pascal Vincent's gone to town here as far as lineup adjustments uh, going into this game. Uh, that is for sure, and that is something that I noticed right away. If you look at the way things are going to uh, transpire here for Columbus, uh, it's mostly their power play group that's going to change significantly. If you look at their five-on-five -five, uh, forward lines for the uh, game tonight, Gaudreau, Jenner, Marchenko, Roslovic, Fantilli, and Tessier. Uh, there's not much change, although Roslovic was on the top line the last game. Looks like he's back down to the second line tonight. But again, I thought there was value with him the last game to score a goal, and he got the overtime winner against Minnesota. I still think he's a good player prop value, Roslovic, still on the second line. So he's still going to be a top six forward for them. And he is going to be, uh, uh, let me see, is he getting power play time? No, he's not. But at five on five, it's still worth a look. The number one power play unit now is Jenner, Marchenko, Johnson, Wierenski, and Gaudreau. And then the power play two unit for Columbus, Fantilli, Bemstrom, Tessier, Severson, uh, and Provorov uh, is going to be the uh, second unit. And he's basically taken everyone that was on power play two up to power play one and bumped everyone from power play one down to power play two. So <laughs> I guess it's just, you know what, let's get, you know what that is? And I, I read why that is. He thought the second power play unit the last few games was more effective than the first power play unit. So he's going to give them the first crack at it now when they get the uh, man advantage. So. When you look at these kind of things, by the way, uh, and especially the power play point prop market, I've been harping on that the last few uh, shows, that the power play points market, especially when you see this kind of fluctuation in the power play units, 
and all these different players. Like we got Wierenski, Johnson, Marchenko, Jenner, and Gaudreau now on the power play one unit moving up from power play two. Do you know what that means? It means if you bet these guys in their power play point prop, there's tremendous value. You know, no question about that. So, you know, you look at some of these power play point prop numbers, you know, for Gaudreau at plus 175. You know, that's not one of the better prices. But then you start to get into the prices for some of these other players that are going to be on the first power play tonight for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, their power play point prop. Wierenski is plus 300, okay? He's quarterbacking now the power play one. Plus 300 he is now to get a power play point in this game. You keep on going and looking at that group. Uh, Marchenko, uh, John. let's do Marchenko, Johnson, and Jenner. Okay, let's see what those prices are. Marchenko power play point prop, plus 300 again. Uh, Boone Jenner, the captain of the team, his power play point prop, plus 225. And then Kent Johnson, the young kid, power play point prop. His is the best of the bunch, and I knew it would be. Kent Johnson, plus 330 for a power play point prop, and he's on that number one unit. The reason why Kent Johnson, his power play point prop is a little bit more price to it is because he's still a young player. He's not a known commodity yet. He's kind of struggled offensively, but he did get a goal, his first goal of the season. And a season I had four shots on goal against Minnesota over the weekend, which tells me, hey, this guy's got game. This guy's got skill. We've seen it for years. We saw it in junior. Kent Johnson to me is live tonight. Power play point prop, goal, assist prop, you name it. But especially the power play point prop, because look, you're getting a guy on the top unit plus 330 to get a point uh, with the uh, man advantage, which to me uh, is really a good value there, especially when you factor in that last year in particular, Anaheim's penalty kill was a disaster. Now this year, I don't think it's going to be nearly as bad. Uh, but still, you look at Anaheim to start the year, it's still not been great with the man with the penalty kill. They gave up two power play goals to Vegas, two to Carolina, two to Dallas, one to Arizona. They did have a perfect night on the on the PK against Boston uh, the other night. But still, for the most part, Anaheim's penalty kill has not been good, you know, to start the season. So that's another reason why these jackets power play changes. It's worth looking into them uh, because this could be an area where you can really profit. You've got power play point value with so many players, and you're facing a team that struggled with the kill uh, this year uh, early in the season with Anaheim. So good value there with that. This game I'm going to probably – I don't have a strong pregame take on this game. Uh, this is one of those games where, you know, it's I, I'd certainly lean over six and a half. I mean, three straight overs in the head-to-head -head series between these two teams. Last year they played twice. It was a 5-3 and a 7-4 game. So he had a ton of goals in both games. You got a lot of speed and a lot of youth and a lot of up, upper, up, not upper echelon, but blue chip prospects, you know, talent that's going to be really good in, in, in a, for a long time. And, and a lot of players on both sides that are going to develop. I mean, just Columbus alone with Fantilli uh, and, and Marchenko and Kent Johnson, uh, Bemstrom and Tessier are still very young. On Anaheim, you've got Mason McTavish, who I think is worth a look to score a goal tonight. He cashed me a goal prop against Boston. He scored their uh, only goal in that game. That's good to see. Um, we're going to have to see if Leo Carlson's back for uh, Anaheim tonight. He, of course, missed the uh, Sunday game. He is back because it was just a rest up situation, uh, I believe, in that uh, game. Uh, let's see if he is uh, back tonight. He's, he was scratched against Boston. They're doing this to preserve himself. They, uh, Pat Verbeek said it's part of Carlson's development. They want to ease him into the NHL season. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to ramp him up in the second half of the year, and they plan on him being an everyday player in the last, you know, three months of the year post-All-Star break. 
But in the first half of the season, they're going to, it's like load management, unfortunately. I hate that it's coming into the NHL a little bit, but they are being careful here with Leo Carlson that it looks like he's going to be someone that they give him some nights off and rest nights. Will tonight be a rest night? We'll see. Um, but uh, not sure yet if he'll be in the lineup. We don't have a confirmation of that yet. So over six and a half or nothing for me in this game, really nothing on the side uh, for me uh, in this uh, matchup. It is worth noting with the uh, Anaheim Ducks, uh, still just the, um, if you look at their uh, schedule so far, uh, just the uh, one win on the season, which was that back-to-back against Carolina. Uh, other than that, they've lost every game. you got Columbus trying to uh, get on a little bit of a roll, and look, they've won two in a row, and they've uh, played a little bit better. So. Um, I actually would lean to Anaheim slightly, but not enough to pull the trigger on it. Over six and a half, might bet it small, but I'd probably wait for the BetCast to add on. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Anaheim-Columbus? So I got a, a strategy question, betting strategy, and I know a lot of people love parlays. We don't really do them too much, but when you this is specific to power play points, and when you're looking at changes like what Columbus is doing, would you take a shot at putting two or three players together for their power play points in a parlay? Because you could ultimately have it all cash in one, right? You could have two right. assists and a goal, and, the, and that, yeah. there's your there's your hit. So is that something you would you would recommend for certain certain aspects like changes in a power play or a power play is clicking right now? That that's a better uh, value option. Certainly, hundred percent. And I know someone that actually did something like that. I think actually they might have bet them separately, but if you had put it in a parlay last night with the Buffalo Sabres, the one goal they scored was a power play goal. And I know someone that bets separate power play point props on Skinner, who got the goal, and also Cousins and Darlene, who got the yeah. assists on that goal. And the power play point prop for all three of those guys cashed. And could you imagine if you had parlayed them together, what kind of payout that would have been? So there's absolutely some truth to that, especially in a game like this, where we've got a Columbus team making changes. So there's greater value on the power play point prop for those players that are involved, especially the ones that are on the top power play unit. Uh, the Columbus power play hasn't clicked fully yet. They've only got two power play goals on the season, but that's also why they're making changes, right? <laughs> the power play hasn't gotten go. You don't make changes unless you're not, unless you're uh, sat, not satisfied with things. So uh, Pascal Vincent isn't satisfied with the production of his power play. Uh, and as a result, he's going to make these changes. And at least tonight, they're going making these changes, hoping for some pop from the power play. And they're going up against a team that struggled on the penalty kill. So this is a night where maybe doing a power play points parlay involving Columbus is worth a look, Alex. So, yep, great yeah. question. So, yeah, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing. I have got Johnny Gaudreau and Zach Orensky circled for, for power play points. So that's something that I thought about. And, if, in fact, I meant to mention it yesterday, ironically enough, because of the fact that there's one game. And I know, like I said, I've had you know questions and people asking about parlays. There's are there are some valuable parlays, and now I think this might be one of them that we've identified. So something to, to keep in mind though, if you're looking to do that tonight or in the future. But as far as this contest goes, and once again, it's another one where I'm doing something a little different. Normally, I like to wait for my first period and full game overs live. But this one, I think we might not have time to wait. I'm gonna go with over six and a half. Lay the dollar twenty right now. I'm gonna try and wait for the back cast and grab a better adjusted price on first period over, but we're not waiting for plus money right now at one forty five, one fifty. I want to get to get that down to about one twenty. So I'm talking one to two minutes right off of, off the puck drop. Just try to get a little bit better of a price and get in on that, but grab the over first because you don't want to get shut out here. I think we could easily see a goal here maybe the first five minutes. So maybe look for a goal in the first ten as well. I know it's something that a lot of people like to bet. I don't really do that too often. 
but if you if you think either side could get a goal in the first 10 minutes, usually that's plus money in, in, in some spots. So maybe take a shot with that as well this evening. Yeah, and that is the key. And I said, if your book allows power play point prop parlays, uh, and some of them don't, FanDuel doesn't. Yes, that's 100% yeah. true, Benny Betts. Uh, there, there is some truth to that. With I think that MGM goal. does. I'm going to check and see. I think MGM does. So. Yeah, MGM, I think, is one of the few with power. Even Bet365, I don't believe, does, because I'm looking at their SGP menu each game, and you can parlay points, but you cannot parlay uh, power play points. Um, so that is definitely, yeah, keep that in mind. So you're going to have to do some shopping around uh, to find those power play point prop parlay or books that will allow it. I haven't, I haven't searched for it. I haven't actually actively searched because uh, I've never th- considered doing a pa- parlay involving power play points in the past. I'll, I'll look into it. So it, the MGM, you might be right though. So we will see. Yeah. Trevor Zegers is in a slump, but I'm not shocked that Trevor Zegers is in a slump. You know, he he's didn't have training camp is you know, he didn't get into training camp much at all because of the contract situation. So it's not surprising to see that. All right, Buffalo and Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa minus 180 home favorites, seven the total, shaded to the under uh, here uh, in this game. Oh, by the way, for uh, one last prop two in that game, for Toronto for Anaheim. He would be the other guy. He's uh, off to a really good start for them uh, as well. Uh, Sabres and Sens, uh, that's a really – that's a setback in my opinion. It's early in the season. I mean, you can't say – Teams in trouble, but that's a setback for Buffalo last night. Losing at home to Montreal 3-1 when you're about to embark on a long road trip. They said during the broadcast last night, I think 11 of the next 15 Buffalo games are on the road. So this is now going to be a challenging part of their schedule. And for them now to you know, st- start 2-4 and four with five of those six games being at home, that's a tough start. you know. And they got to they gotta man up now, toughen up, go on the road and start to get going here a little bit. I can't even blame the defense. Defense hasn't been that bad. The the offense has really been a, a shocker that they have had this much of a struggle so far this season to score goals, especially at five on five, even strength. This team hasn't cracked more than three goals in any game this year, which is shocking to me, surprising to me, uh, considering all the uh, firepower and offensive potency we think this team has, but just hasn't been clicking for them yet. They definitely look off kilter. There's no question. Now they got to go on the road back-to-back here uh, after last night's game against Montreal, take on a rested Ottawa team and an Ottawa team that's probably coming to play tonight after a 5-2 shellacking at the hands of the Detroit Red Wings. A bit of a misleading final score in that game. Uh, Ottawa was hammering Detroit early in that game. I think the shots were 12-3 at one point. It was a great game, especially a great first period from Billy Husso. I mean, if not for his great goaltending early in that game Saturday afternoon, Ottawa easily could have been out in front. So I can't even say Ottawa played that bad. You know, it's just that they couldn't finish their chances, which has been a rarity for them on this homestand that they've had. They've been scoring in bunches until they ran into a red-hot goaltender uh, in Billy Husso on Saturday. Still had 37 shots. They did score again with the power play. This is another team where their power play points are worth a look because this power play is really clicking right now early in the season for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, So there's some value with power play point props for sure. Uh, I'm going back to the double well here, if you will. Well, not the double well, because the total seven. I will wait for six and a half. It's a perfect bet cast spot here to look at that six and a half. Uh, every Ottawa game at home this year, I believe, has gone over the total. Uh, 5-2, 5-2, 6-1, and 5-2. Every game on this four-game homestand for the Ottawa Senators has had at least, and exactly, not only at least, but exactly seven goals. So you wait for the six and a half to show up 
And that's what I'm going to do tonight. It'll be a live bet on the BetCast, guaranteed. You can write this down. You don't even have to watch the BetCast. You're going to know that Ian Cameron, once this thing hits six and a half at a reasonable price, I'll be on the over uh, here in this game. And I am going to bet pregame, though, on Ottawa team total, uh, over three and a half. Uh, Prior to the Detroit game on Saturday, they had scored at least uh, five goals in every home game. I kind of think they get back to that tonight against the Sabres, even though it looks, and I was going to say, they thought they were going to be welcoming Devin Levi back. They thought he might be ready to start this back-to-back after Comrie played last night, but nope, it'll be UPL. Uh, Uko Pekalukinen uh, making his first start of the season tonight uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Anton Forsberg projected to be in net for Ottawa. That one not confirmed yet. So pregame Ottawa team total over three and a half, and that one, uh, let me just confirm the price on that. It's the minus 130. Uh, to minus 140 range. Yeah, uh, minus 140 at bet online with the uh, Ottawa team total. What do you think here, Alex? Buffalo, Ottawa. I prom- I promise you guys I have pregame plays, but they're all coming later in the card. <laughs> this is another one that I have circled as well for the live over. And the reason for it is being five straight first period unders. Now, I don't necessarily trust that we're going to be able to get a first period under in, but I think we'll be able to go well past just the first five minutes and be able to get a five and a half uh in game so that's what i'll be looking for so this might be one of those where we might end up having and if you watched the backcast before we've done this often where we've hit six and a half five and a half even four and a half and then you look like oh it's slow it's slowing down all of a sudden there's a rush of goals come in so this looks like it could be one of those candidates so uh ian and i are both looking at the live over uh for tonight all right exactly that's i think a great mindset to uh, take with this game a great strategy uh get that six and a half get a better number Uh, and uh, go from there. As far as uh, player props, I do want to mention here uh, a new look second line tonight for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So after the Detroit loss, we are seeing some changes. We are still seeing, uh, obviously, Kachuk, Stutzla, and Giroux, still the top line, but we've got uh, Batherson, uh, Norris, and Kubalik, the second line, and we've got down in the third line, it looks like here, Joseph, Ridley, Greg, and Vladimir uh, Tarasenko. So we do have some changes there. As far as Senators, Jake Sanderson, how do we not keep going with him? How do we not? How do we not? I mean, he's been he's been remarkable. This guy is just outstanding. And I'm I feel like I'm eating my words now, Tom, about okay, this guy had one really good season. We're paying him all that money in eight years and all that big cash. And man, he's making everyone eat their words that we're complaining. It's a little too early to give the guy like this that kind of money. But man, he's he's backing it up right now, Jake Sanderson. What a start to the year. Both ends of the ice, outstanding defensively. I'm going for all three tonight with Sanderson. The goal prop again at plus 650, the assist prop at plus 150, the power play point prop at plus 275. We're going for the gusto here with our guy Jake uh, Sanderson. Not Jake from State Farm, Jake from Ottawa. Uh, Jake Sanderson here for the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, in this game. I mean, just remarkable. The offensive numbers, and he's pounding the puck a ton as well. Like he's shooting the puck. He's had a goal in three of the last four games, assists in three of the last four games. He's already got six points in five games, and he's a defenseman for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So outstanding work. Uh, that's definitely a prop to hammer here as far as uh, this go- – not hammer, but, you know, let's go back to it again. It keep It's kept on cashing here. It's been one of our true bargain bin specials the last couple Ottawa games. So we are going back to the well there with Jake uh, Sanderson. You're right, uh, Cuban Wayne Gretzky. Stutzla has done – Stutzel's got huge numbers against uh, Buffalo. So, and we did see out of nowhere, you're right, your call was on Gallagher to score a goal last night, came through, and he hadn't done much this season. But the reason you liked it was because he's done tons of offensive damage against Buffalo. 
Brendan Gallagher. And sure enough, he scored a goal against. Sometimes, sometimes there's something to that. You know, guys just have a knack of producing against a certain team. And, and definitely Timmy Stutzel has been able to do that against uh, the uh, Buffalo Sabres in the past. So that's definitely worth a look, too, in that game. All right, next up, we've got Carolina and Tampa Bay. Uh, Carolina minus 125 to minus 130. Road favorites, six and a half being the total in this game. Uh, Carolina, where has their defensive game gone? Uh, it's hard to fathom how bad they've been because this has been a team that's built their reputation of being one of the elites in the NHL off good defense, great in their own zone, and it just has not happened for them uh, early in the year. First game of the season, they won against Ott, and, and despite that, they're only three and three. You know, it's you'd think they'd have a worse record than that with how spotty the defensive play has been. You know what's shocking, too? This team has been constantly for the last couple of seasons, number one or number two in the penalty kill department in the NHL. Constantly one of the best penalty kill teams in the NHL. Not right now they are. They've given up seven power play goals in their last three games, Carolina. Seven. That is just staggering. You know, it's staggering to see just a team that has been so sound and tight and tightened up and strong on the back end for all these years, just letting in goals left and right. It's like a flood, you know, and they can't keep the water out right now. Uh, this Carolina hurricanes team since that five, three win at home against Ottawa. And even in that game sends at three goals, they give up five to Los Angeles, six to Anaheim, three to San Jose, and then Seattle and Colorado. They give up seven to the Kraken, six to the avalanche. Uh, it's just, wow. Um, and until I see things change, you know, it's hard to lay a price with Carolina on the road because the one thing Tampa Bay can do right now, here's another team with some defensive issues right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't like their bottom six defensively as much or their blue line depth as much, which I've said before. And obviously you can't like Jonas Johansson or Matt Tompkins compared to Vasilevsky. Now, to his credit, Johansson was great against Toronto. He's the reason they got a point in that game. It could have been a lot worse than 4-3 in overtime for the Leafs if Johansson isn't playing the way he did. But this is like Mackenzie Blackwood for San Jose when he had that game against Colorado. And then the next game he came back down to earth and he gave up the six goals uh, to Carolina. I don't trust Johansson to be that good again. Sorry, I don't. You know, he is what he is throughout the course of his career. He has been uh, once in a while, throw up a nice little gem like he did against Toronto and the next game back to the old recipe, like Michael Ter Michelle Terrian used to say uh, for uh, Jonas Johansson. Uh, and I worry about that. Tonight. And Carolina's not having issues offensively. You know, they've scored, uh, what is it, 14 goals in the last three games, Carolina. So they're not having issues scoring. They're having issues giving up goals. And so is Tampa. I mean, it seems like a pretty clear cut and dry over. Even though the series history has been pretty tight with these teams, we've seen some unders with these two teams in the past, but that's the past. Right now, these are two offensive teams that are clicking offensive, two teams that are clicking and scoring. The power plays have been pretty good on both sides as well. And then you've got two teams as well that are just not really getting the job done as far as the defensive side of the puck right now. For the And Tampa Bay power play point props might be worth a look here because Carolina's kill is just horrendous at the moment. And Tampa Bay has been still pretty good with the power play. So lightning power play uh, props might be a good target here. So for me, over six and a half uh, in this one at minus 120, uh, that's the only bet side or total for me pregame. The side's tough. Um, 
tamp off a loss, frustrating loss. They didn't play that great. You know, they're going to play better. Coop will get in their ear. And Carolina defensively not good enough to lay a price with them on the road right now. As far as goalies go, Johansson confirmed for Tampa. Uh, it looks like uh, Freddie Anderson still day-to-day. -day, and they miss Brett Pesci, too. Brett Pesci is now day-to-day. -day, and it's bad enough they're struggling defensively. Uh, but uh, Brett Pesci being out doesn't help either. We don't have confirmation who will be in net for Carolina, but projections are uh, anti-Ronta might get the start tonight for them uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Carolina, Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I got a pregame play here. It's on the regulation draw uh, at plus 330. I feel like this is going to be a really tight battle between these two teams. Like I said, Lightning, they know they can't get into firefights with anybody. Uh, Carolina, they've been playing uncharacteristically up-tempo. Like I said, scoring 14 goals the last three games, but giving up goals as well. These are two teams that need to get right defensively. And we, we talk about this all the time, where teams focus so much on defense that sometimes they forget about the offense, just like it can be vice versa, where you got teams that want to boat race everybody, but then they get beat uh, the same way going back. So I think this might be a little bit of that reverse. And we see these two teams tighten up play a little bit, you know, more conservative style of hockey. And this one goes past 60 minutes. So I'll take the regulation draw here plus 330. Yeah, I do think that's a good look. I do. I, uh, the draw, I think, definitely worth a shot here uh, in this game. Nick Paul is on the second line tonight. Moving on up. They bumped Sorelli down, John Cooper did, to the third center spot. Nick Paul to the set, second line center spot with Stamkos and with Hagel. And, you know, I like Nick Paul. Uh, he's undervalued. He's undervalued tonight. We like the goal and the assist prop for Nick Paul. Uh, once again tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and he's going to be on the number one power play unit as well. I think that's also an upgrade. Plus 460 for him to score a goal. Plus 380 for his power play point prop. How about that? Plus 380 power play point prop for Nick Paul when he's going to be on the number one power play unit uh, here tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So that is outstanding value uh, for sure uh, with him. And I mentioned him a couple games ago. He didn't score. I don't know if I mentioned him Saturday uh, against before the Toronto game, but I mentioned the, the the show before that when Tampa played that Alex Barre Boulay was moving up to the top line. He didn't score that first game. He did score uh, Saturday night against Toronto, uh, and he is playing on the top line still for Tampa tonight with Point and with Kucherov, and he's worth a look. Again, he scored against uh, um, Toronto on Saturday, uh, and again, look at his goal prop going into tonight for Barre Boulay plus five hundred. Playing on the top line, can't pass that up. Can't. Not when you're on the top line, you're getting that kind of price uh, to score a goal for them. And he is on the second unit for the power play uh, for Tampa Bay uh, as well. But more importantly, top line with Kucherov and Point uh, on that top line. And then for uh, Carolina, there's a lot of different possibilities here with them. Uh, bunting is just bunting goal and assist because he just keeps on producing uh, Tara Vine and Natchez is a good top line. Don't sleep on Steph Nason. Uh, he's someone that's definitely started to chip in the last few games. He's got a goal and uh, a goal and five assists and six points altogether in the last three games for Steph and Nason. So here's someone that's really starting to produce uh, at a really rapid clip going into this game. So there's a lot of really good prop options here. Now I am concerned that even though I'm on the over, yeah, I, I'm on it, the over here based on what I've seen. There is a part of me that thinks, look, Carolina says enough is enough. They really tighten it up defensively, and I think Tampa might try to do that as well. But they've, I, they've got to show me in a game that they can do it. They have not done that yet, uh, either of these two teams. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. This might even be a game where, even though I'm on the over pregame, if I find they're really playing tight defensive hockey early on, I might buy out of it. 
because you're right, there's that feeling, nagging feeling, Alex, in the pit of my gut that both of these teams really try to right the ship and tighten this thing up defensively tonight in a division game like this and a rivalry game like this. So it's over with some trepidation for me in this game with the six and a half. And that, that's the thing with the with the, you know, playing the draw here because it could easily be where both these teams do play, you know, the style that they've been playing there and still in their current form and, and we get offense, but it still could be 3-3 three, three or 4-4 four, four going into, into overtime. But I, I'm really thinking, yeah, this is going to really toe the line with that total. So, yeah, this may be one, maybe grab a little bit of it now and then add a little bit later if you see it, you know, drop down and you see the pace kind of pick up. Or you can, like I said, buy out of it. So you can be flexible with the live wagering here in this one, or, or even you know looking to, to cash out and just take a, a, a small bit of a loss, try to look for something in game to, to recoup it. Yeah, and Aho, by the way, is a game time decision tonight. It looks like Rich for Carolina. He's missed, of course, the last few. And you're right, that's the thing with the Carolina props. We're going to see some changes with the lines if Aho's cleared and good to go. Uh, so yeah, maybe hold off on betting Carolina player props until closer to opening. Face off. All right, New Jersey, Montreal. We've got New Jersey minus 230 road favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Um, New Jersey taking money. I agree. It's a back to back spot for Montreal. It's a rested New Jersey team. Uh, Lindy Ruff got it, uh, lit a fire under their ass after that loss to Florida. And I thought they played a lot better against the Islanders. Um, even though I thought, you know, Schmidt needs to play a little better than he did. It seemed like they did play a much better game, and yet they still. Had to sweat it out and go to overtime, but they found the way to win. They were much better. How about New Jersey in terms of four and zero to the over uh, this season? Uh, Devils games. I like the over here a little bit. Six and a half. New Jersey, Montreal. New Jersey, uh, Montreal. A little bit tired, you know, on the back to back. Montreal too at home. I find they play a little loose, a little looser defensively. We've seen that at times. Um, I know last night was a low scoring game, and the Washington game was an under too. We haven't seen two unders in a row for Montreal, but look, Buffalo struggled offensively. Washington's a horrible offensive team right now. Uh, that's not the case with New Jersey. That's going to be a huge test for this Montreal blue line. Uh, we should see Samuel Montembeau and net on the back to back here uh, for this game, uh, but uh, it hasn't been confirmed uh, as of uh, yet. Um, although I'm seeing Caden Primo projected in some. Uh, some sites right now we'll have to wait and see on this but uh yeah that's uh that's interesting so keep an eye on this uh situation for montreal but uh, a couple sites do have primo primo is up with the canadians by the way he's not in the ahl with laval they do have him still up with the club they're carrying three goalies right now montreal between uh, allen montembeau and primo so there is actually a potential he could play but i'd still be shocked if it isn't um, montembeau so keep an eye on this uh closer to puck drop but uh, for me, it would be a little bit on the over. For me, it's New Jersey in some form. Uh, the regulation price is just a little bit too uh, pricey for my liking. Minus one, actually, minus one forty-five is not terrible, but I would have liked a little bit better uh, on that. Uh, I'll probably sprinkle on that regulation price, but the primary bet for me is the over three and a half here for uh, New Jersey, which is right now around actually that same price, minus one forty-five. So I'll probably just do a little split between regulation and the over three and a half here. Uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, in this game. Lots of props I like here too, but Alex, what do you think here? Devils, Canadians. Yeah, just had to update the <laughs> the power rankings there. Thanks for that heads up of, of uh, I have listed. So there's three teams now in the league that are carrying three goalies. That's now Montreal, Buffalo, and Carolina. So it's interesting thing to note. Something you don't see too often, and to have three teams doing it at the same time tells you a lot of the teams that have a lot of questions about goaltending. It seems like Toronto might end up actually doing that too. Toronto officially signing Martin Jones 
uh, today. I saw that on, on Twitter earlier as well. So you got teams that have goaltending issues, and they're trying to figure it out. Montreal certainly one of them. And uh, I would be looking toward the over. This probably end up being more of something I look for live. Six and a half is a tad bit steep. I just, Montreal's offense seems to just be so kind of up. And I don't trust them fully just yet. They're going to be there. They're going to be good. Like I said, Caulfield and the company, that, that offense will be what keeps things, you know, rolling when Montreal plays well, right? Because they're not going to rely on, the, like I said, goal, none of these goaltenders we're talking about for Montreal are going to step up and emerge. And we're talking about, oh, you know, they're going to be, you know, a, a top 10, top 15 in, in, in you know, at the stats that matter. So it just seems like it could be a high-scoring affair, but if New Jersey dictates the pace and tempo they want, and, and they get they get goal, goal ten, and this could easily be one of those four nothing games or a three one kind of a game, and they dominate. So, uh, you know, this is one I just kind of want to watch and see with everybody on the board tonight. This, I may not end up having anything on this. It's been a road series too, by the way. I've just looked at it. That's really crazy. I mean, the last four meetings. Montreal's won twice in New Jersey, and New Jersey's won twice in Montreal. So, and that's another reason why I kind of like Jersey, or Jersey's played well in Montreal. And you're right, Savard injured is big. Uh, uh, David Savard here for uh, Montreal. Um, he is. He's a big. He's a, he's one of those you know meat grinder defensemen. Physical, pretty good positionally. Doesn't have great foot speed, but he makes up for it with his length, his reach, and his positioning. And he's a shot blocking machine. And he's a big component of that penalty kill. 100% that is a loss. And now you got to face this New Jersey team, which, as we know, on the power play can light it up. To the prop market, Dougie Hamilton shots on goal. Goal and assist prop for Dougie. Do the Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. You got to do it right now uh, with him. He just continues to produce early in the season. Luke Hughes, we had a huge, huge ticket casher with him against the Islanders on Friday night uh, to score a goal, noting that he's been more. Uh, opportunistic lately for the uh, New Jersey Devils. So absolutely, I'm interested in uh, props involving Luke Hughes uh, in this game for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, Jack, uh, Timo Meyer is someone I'm, I'm staying off till he shows me that he can produce. He's having a tough start to the year for uh, New Jersey. Even Dawson Mercer's been quiet. Remember how great he was last year. He doesn't have a point yet this year for uh, New Jersey. So wait till they get some of these guys going, uh, Mercer, and wait till they get um, – Mercer going. Wait till they get uh, Timo Meyer going. Jack Hughes has been terrific. Can't say no to any props involving him, obviously. And that's an interesting call from Cuban Wayne Gretzky. You're right there. Keep an eye on the players that have good success against a particular opponent. And here's another one where Sean Monahan, for some reason, he plays the New Jersey Devils, uh, and all of a sudden he turns into, um, you know, Alex Mogilny. You know, he just all of a sudden turns into this great goal scorer uh, against uh, uh, the New Jersey Devils. So. Yeah, keep that in mind. Definitely, uh, Monahan's had a lot of success uh, offensively against New Jersey in the past. All right, Dallas and Pittsburgh. We've got Dallas minus 125 road favorites, six the total here in this game. This is one of the games Alex and I were actually chatting about, uh, and we were stunned that this price. Now, it's finally moved in the direction I thought it would, but I was stunned it was around even money, minus 110 you know, when this lined open. But we have seen some support in the betting markets for Dallas. It's now up to minus 125 in this game. And I agree with this. I like the stars here. It's a cheap price for the better team. I think the betting markets are trying to think that Pittsburgh is this great elite hockey team. They're going to be life and death to make the playoffs. You know, that's not what I consider an elite hockey team. And they're certainly not elite defensively. I don't love the goaltending. Jari can throw up a great game but it's consistency that sometimes eludes him. 
You're going to see Alex Nedeljkovich uh, here tonight for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in uh, net uh, for them. You know, and we said ever really ever since he's been with uh, Carolina, he hasn't nearly played as well. He has played once this year against Calgary. He did play well in that game, but can he duplicate that? Can he get consistent as far as his play in net? He did only allow two goals on 36 shots against the Flames uh, in that victory, but uh, there's going to be a taller order here against Dallas. A Dallas team that now has Rope Hints healthy and back now for a few games. He's starting to shake the rust off, you know, and get a little bit better for this Stars team. Uh, Wyatt Johnston, uh, I said, eventually that guy's going to get going, and he sure did against Philadelphia. One goal, two assists, three points. He's always in of interest for me from a player prop standpoint uh, in this game. It is worth noting, big time uh, shakeups going on for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins right now as far as their power play uh, going into uh, this game tonight. Uh, it looks like Brian Rust is moving up to the top unit for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins tonight uh, on the man advantage. I think if you're going to look at anything for Pittsburgh props, think Malkin and think uh, Rust right now. And Rust power play point props too because he's moving up, probably have some value uh, tonight in this game. This is a guy that's uh, always been a capable offensive player for the Penguins that's now going to get on that top unit with the man advantage for this Penguins team. So keep an eye on that with uh, Rust tonight. His goal prop plus 290, his assist prop plus 225, and the power play point prop is a robust plus 380 for a guy that's going to be on that power play top power play unit tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins and Brian Russ. So some the, the power play point prop market has some value there for Pittsburgh tonight uh, in this game. I think if they're going to do some damage, uh, any damage offensively tonight, that's where it's going to come. It's going to come on the power play because so far this season, Dallas has been tough to score against at five on five, the even strength. Uh, the power play is probably where they're going to have to do some of their damage. Jake Ottinger, of course, is confirmed uh, in net uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in this game tonight. So we'll see how it goes. Pittsburgh, of course, losing to Detroit and St. Louis back-to-back -back games. To me, this is a price play. It's just far too cheap on the superior team, in my opinion. So Stars minus 125 for me. I actually already got on it at minus 112. It's actually the price I jumped on it. A little bit better than now, but it hasn't moved enough that uh, I – where I'd, I'd get off it. I'd still take them now at minus 125. Uh, Alex, Dallas, and Pittsburgh. You know, it's funny. Of course, we talk about the Frozen Frenzy coverage, and, and ESPN will have three games on. And the three games that, they, they're, that they're getting, it, it makes sense why they have them. Toronto, Washington, everybody wants to see Ovechkin. Boston, Chicago, everybody and wants Matthews, to see American-born player. And, and Matthews, right. Part of and then the late-night game, Vegas, defending cup champions. But this should have been the middle game, in my opinion. Just like uh, Anaheim, Columbus. Should have been the early game because I think that's going to be great. Like, sit possibly uh, seeing Carlson and Fantilli and all that young talent going up against each other. This game, I think, if, if are the middle games go, is a bit the better game of the night. Uh, I think Dallas is live here on the road as a favorite. But Pittsburgh, they're going to be fighting and, and be scrappy, and they need to. And, you know, we were talking about it yesterday after the show about Mike Sullivan and just kind of his demeanor, you know, after these losses and just saying, you know, I don't really know what we need to get rolling, but we need to get rolling. And it's like – Dude, if you can't figure it out, somebody else will, meaning you're going to lose your job. So uh, I think the hot seat is getting a little bit hotter every loss and every struggle that the Penguins have with Mike Sullivan. So it's a big game for him and that team, and I think it's a big game for Dallas as well. Uh, you know, they just want to, you know, keep on piling up these wins and beating these teams that are at least good enough to possibly be playoff contenders as of right now. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. So I'm already on Dallas. I laid 115 yesterday. And I'm still seeing some dollar twenties, 25s. That's still a good price. 
First period, I would probably look maybe to grab something uh, in game. I can see it's kind of going back and forth, and I like that look with uh, Brian Rust on the power play points. I'm gonna have to sprinkle a little something on that as well. Yeah, plus three eighty, and he's going under the number one power play. And by the way, he gets to play with Crosby, Gensel, um, and um, Malkin and Carlson. He's play, replacing Raquel. Raquel is the guy that he's replacing on that number one uh, power play unit. So you talk about value. That's value right there for sure. Uh, and uh, even though Dallas has had a great penalty kill, Rich H is right. They're, they have a terrific penalty kill so far. But, you know, Pittsburgh is making changes, and I think these are good changes for them. All right, San Jose, Florida. Florida minus 275 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. Um, Florida, this, obviously I'm not interested in them. At this price, they're coming off a 5-3 loss to Vancouver. Uh, so obviously they'll be looking to bounce back here with a much uh, greater performance against this winless San Jose Sharks team. Uh, not a surprise. And actually, they only have one point and they were lucky. The one point they got was the shootout loss to Colorado where they gave up 52 shots. And Blackwood played that, you know, the game of his life, really. So San Jose's bad. They're looking like the worst team in the NHL, uh, which is good for our plus 300 bet that both of us have. Uh, on uh, the Sharks to have the worst regular season record. Uh, and it actually got worse for them when this uh, road trip started. I mean, at least it's against at home. You know, Vegas, they hung in there. Colorado, they were competitive. They actually led Carolina for a portion of that game at home. The Boston game, you know, it was at least a competitive loss. Maybe on the road, things are going to get even worse, Alex, for San Jose, because that was ugly against Nashville. Nashville's no juggernaut by any stretch, and they got pounded 5-1 to one, uh, by the Nashville Predators. Uh, in that game the other night. So this is actually a pass for me, sidewise, uh, totals-wise. Uh, I, I might get involved in some props, maybe, on the Florida side. Reinhardt's the guy to me. Reinhardt over shots on goal. Reinhardt score a goal. Reinhardt is just absolutely smoking right now, as uh, Jim Carrey uh, once said uh, a long time ago. Yeah, Reinhardt's been amazing. He's been over shots on goal every game. He's already got six goals, two assists. And eight points in just five games uh, this year for the Florida Panthers. So I'd say you ride the hot hand. He's been – and Duclair against his old teams, not a bad thought there, Cuban Wayne Gretzky. You're right. It's just because that that's funny how that works. You play your old team, and all of a sudden you, you, you make something happen. Yeah, I don't mind that. Now, Duclair's a tough player to trust. He's very, yeah. very tepid in the regular season, and I'm being kind when I say that. But uh, against his old team, you might see a little pop from him. So I don't mind the shot there. Uh, Alex, San Jose, Florida. I mean, Anthony Duclair gets his old team. That angle pops up, what, eight times a year? The guy's been with half the league already. So I don't know if we can <laughs> kind of weigh that one. Out. <laughs> like, you know, you can throw darts on the board. No, it's against his old team. So um, this is a pass. It's a Singletary game. Can't bet it. Can't watch it. Can't do it. Uh, the, with all everybody else on, on board, if this was the only game of the night, maybe. It, yeah. But with everybody else playing, no, nothing here at all. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we uh, I believe it's Alex uh, Anthony Stolarz in net for the uh, uh, Florida Panthers it tonight. Is. So, yeah, it is. It's going to be his first start uh, of the uh, season. Goalie Bob, of course, started each of the first five games. 3.04 goals against average, 909 save percentage with Anaheim over the last two seasons. Of course, this now is new team, Florida. So that's another reason why I wouldn't play this price. It's just San Jose. It's San Jose, I just don't want it. I will not bet San Jose, period. So it's an easy pass. Yeah, two notes. One, we're going to probably see a lot of backup goalies now against San Jose, just for the record, because obviously yeah. why not? But two, with Anthony Stars in particular, I know he had a couple of injuries he was battling with in camp as well, and that's the reason why he hadn't really, uh, you know, we haven't seen him make 
much uh, of a start yet. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on too. I don't know what it was. They said it was just he was dealing with some kind of undisclosed injury uh, during camp at times. So. Yeah, and he's on the top line, Duclair, with uh, Hurdle and Barabanov, it looks like tonight. William Eklund. William Eklund's actually the one guy that's kind of impressed me uh, here early in the season. I think we do have some line changes, though, tonight for uh, San Jose. I did see that. Let me just uh, get the update here. Yeah, Kevin LeBanc is back to the top six. They eased him back in. He's back on the top six. There's probably some value on LeBanc. I mean, even though I don't like San Jose, this is a night where I could actually see them scoring at least a goal or two. And why not Kevin LeBanc, who's moving up to the second line tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, and again, facing Stolarz, not Bobrovsky. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, goal prop plus 475 uh, in this game. You could even take his point prop plus 186 just to get a point. So, yeah, absolutely, that might be something to consider. Definitely value because he's moving all the way up to the second line from the fourth line uh, for this game. All right, Avalanche Islanders. we got Colorado minus 140, uh, road favorites, five and a half being the total in this one. Uh, the Avs, of course, um, playing some really good hockey, uh, no question. Uh, very impressed with what I've seen from uh, Colorado so far uh, this season. Perfect 5-0, and oh. uh, go on the road, beat L.A., uh, they really dominated San Jose, but they won in a shootout because Blackwood had that, you know, like I say, that one out of every hundred good games that he has in that night against uh, Colorado. And then they go on the road. They take care of Seattle 4-1. Yeah, they needed some good goaltending from Georgiev. I didn't think Seattle played that badly, uh, but that's why you've got a guy like Alexander Georgiev, who's had a terrific start to the year. They shut out Chicago 4-0. They beat Carolina 6-4. So it's been a really nice Five and zero start for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. They look like they've got their. They really look like they got their focus, their workmanlike attitude, and just that fire in their belly back to have a big season and get go after another Stanley Cup. That's the way to me. That it looks like they've approached the start of this season for sure. Uh, there's no question about that. Um, so you know, Colorado, I ain't stepping in front of them, especially with this Islanders team. The question is, do I want to lay this price on the road with Colorado? And I will say this: Colorado has had a struggle with the Islanders. These have been tough games for them against the Islanders. The Islanders can seem to frustrate Colorado a little bit. You look at the last three meetings, it was a 5-4 win for Colorado in Long Island a couple of years ago. But last year, the Islanders beat the Avalanche here uh, in this building 5-4 at UBS Arena. And then the rematch in December in Colorado is a one nothing shootout victory for the Avalanche. So the Islanders have had their, uh, have had an ability to really be tough for the avalanche for some reason. So that's probably enough to keep me off. It's just a little too steep for my liking, you know, minus 140 on the road, definitely a bet cast game. I am eyeing Colorado live. Like if the Islanders jump out, the, the Islanders will be fired up. They will be because they lost to Buffalo uh, the other night and New Jersey the night before they're off two straight losses. You know, they're going to be amped to play Colorado and they played Colorado tough. I can see the Islanders actually scoring first and we'll get a nice live number with the uh, avalanche that's the way i'm going to approach it rather than taking the minus 140 pregame here totals wise if it's georgiev and it is and obviously sorokin will be a net for the uh, islanders tonight you know i'm not mr under but i'm not betting this thing over with those two goalies right now georgiev's been really good we know sorokin's capable sorokin did get lit up by new jersey and colorado's got the firepower to do that to any goalie but Sorokin off a bad game is usually pretty good, regardless of the opponent. So I'd actually lean under here 
Colorado, I'll look for a live spot. Alex, what do you think here? Abs, Islanders. You know, it's funny. I remember a few days ago, somebody mentioned about how some East Coast teams choose to do their, like, rookie dinners and different things on the, on the West Coast. Maybe there's something to why Colorado has struggled when they go to New York. I don't know. Maybe if they, if they go out, and, you know, and around the town beforehand or what, or what have you. But 2-12, and 12, last 14 uh, on the road in, in, you know, either Long Island or Belmont now, that's kind of concerning. So maybe there's a little bit something to that. There's not enough uh, value here to bet the draw at plus 330 because this number is so short. Like I said, this is a great live game. Colorado gets down a goal maybe halfway through the game, and you get you know plus 180 or higher, something you rarely ever see with the Avalanche, especially the way they're playing right now. They might be able to turn that around. It's also one of those great next-to-score games. So if you have a book that has that uh, option available, that's probably one of the games I'll be circling for that kind of action. We do have some props, and I'm not going to go – again, these Islander games, I'm not going to you know, pepper the prop board because we know they sometimes drag teams into lower-scoring affairs, and that's not – you want to be betting a shit ton of goal and assist props in a game that could be 2-1, 3-1. But there are a couple for the uh, Colorado side. Brock Nelson, for sure, for the Islanders. I mean, it's just every game he's making things happen. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, he's, he's the one guy to bet for, call, for the Islanders on a consistent basis, no question. Uh, and then you look at Colorado. There are a couple little tweaks in the lineup from Jared Bednar uh, tonight. Big Val Nachushkin's up to the top line, and so is Arturi Lekkinen uh, with Nathan McKinnon. So flanking McKinnon tonight are Nachushkin and Lekkinen. Meanwhile, Rantanen is back down to the second line with Johansson and Thomas Tatar uh, here tonight in this game. Tatar's actually moved up a little bit, so Tatar might be someone to look at here. Hasn't scored yet, but much greater opportunity to do that on the second line with Ryan Johansson and Miko Rantanen. And like I said, Big Val and Arturi Lekkinen probably have some props as well uh, tonight that are worth a look because they're moving up to the top line in this game. All right, next game up, Seattle Kraken, Detroit Red Wings. We've got uh, Detroit minus 130, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. This is an 8.15 p.m. start time. I love seeing this uh board here 6 6 30 6 45 7 7 15 7 30 7 45 8 and this is 8 15 uh this uh seattle game, detroit game detroit's a freight train right now it's just remarkable to see what this team's doing they're scoring goals in bunches the power play cannot be stopped this definitely does have a feel of a team that's i think outperforming their offensive expectations a little bit so far this year but you know, let's see it cool off before we predict it's going to cool off. You know what I mean? They've they've won five straight. They've played great hockey. Seattle is not. Seattle's been the other end of the spectrum. Uh, they had that one game where the floodgates opened against Carolina, and then they get shut down again the very next game against the Rangers, four to one. Um, we'll see how this one goes uh, between these two teams. Um, I am going to split this up here with over six and a half, but more so toward Detroit team total. I mean. This is just the gift that keeps on giving. You know, I ended up uh, looking at that, these Detroit team totals a lot recently, uh, and especially on home ice, they've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, and their team total here is uh, over three and a half at plus 122, by the way, at Pinnacle. It's just a terrific plus price for this Red Wings team to get to four goals tonight uh, in this game. And again, they've scored six, five, six, four, six. And, and three in their uh, first uh, six games. So only once have they fallen below three and a half goals. Then they've scored four plus and five straight going into this game. So uh, no question about it. I think that's a great price on the Red Wings and their team total. And that's the way I'm going to go about it here uh, in this game. Uh, that's the primary bet. Uh, small on the over six and a half. 
but uh, primary bet here for me, the one I like the most to have a little bit more on, money on is that Detroit uh, team total. Over three and a half plus 122 at Pinnacle. That is a really good price for that, considering the way they're popping in the goals right now, uh, especially at home. Alex, what do you think here? Kraken, Red Wings. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that, too. On, on both courts, I already bet the, the over six and a half. I laid a dollar five. Uh, I got to see what my team total option is. Of course, I can't get Pinnacle, but hopefully yeah, anything in a plus range, plus 110, plus 115, I still would go with Detroit because you can't trust Seattle to de- provide you the majority of the offense. Uh, I'm hoping this is a game that they can wake up and go back and forth. If, if Seattle was playing as well as I thought they were going to be at this time, beginning of the year, I'd be all the draw. And I would say, yeah, this game goes 4-4, even 5-5 five, five, uh, heading into OT. And who knows what wins. This, this would have been an a interesting contest because I think the way that Detroit's playing offensively, Seattle has the potential to do that. They have the horses. We saw it last year. They just got to wake the hell up. I don't know what it's going to take from them. But uh, maybe Detroit bringing the fight to them offensively, bringing that kind of pace could wake them up tonight. I'm not sure. So I'm staying away from sides altogether. But I love the over six and a half. And I will be taking a shot with that Detroit uh, team total over three and a half. Anything in a plus price is good for me. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, there's uh, there's props for this game that I'm uh, looking at here. Look, it's the same guys for Detroit. It's to brink it. It's Gostaspare's worth a look. Gostaspare's shooting the puck like so much. And eventually it's going to go in again for him. Uh, I could see that happening here uh, tonight and moving forward. Larkin, Debrinket, uh, those are the ones to target. A uh, little Lucas Raymond, too, because he's still gotten in on the scoring. Uh, J- Joe Valeno, man, that's now a couple games in a row he's scored. We've talked Joe Valeno. He's got value right now. He's finding his way. This is a guy that the Red Wings liked quite a bit. Uh, and he's starting to, and he's not even on a top six forward group yet. And now he scored three goals in the last two games for this uh, Detroit Red Wings team. And I'm pretty damn sure we haven't seen a huge uh, adjustment in his uh, prop pricing right now going into this game uh, tonight. You've got Valeno uh, currently to get a goal tonight at plus 600 at FanDuel. So why not? Three goals in the last two games. That's an absolutely terrific value. Uh, McCann and Dunn are the guys you count on for Seattle. But there is someone else. Uh, that's definitely worth a look tonight. And I'm saving that for the bargain bin special of the night. It's from this game. And that's all I'm going to say about it for now. We'll save it until uh, that uh, portion of the show. All right, next up, we've got Boston and Chicago. Uh, Boston minus 240 road favorites, six being the uh, total uh, here in this one. Uh, This is the second game of the ESPN, the main network's triple header. Remember, ESPN2 and ESPN Plus have the frenzy whip around show where they'll be cutting into all the games. But ESPN has a triple header where they're just showing complete games of three tonight. Three games, triple header style. Toronto, Washington, this is the second game. This is the uh, A-team, Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro, Emily Kaplan uh, in uh, Chicago tonight. Um, Bruins are eventually going to lose. I just don't know if it's going to be tonight uh, against this uh, Chicago Blackhawks team. But uh, credit to them. I actually see progress in Boston. It's funny. I kind of said, you know what? They were a very lax, up and unimpressive start with those three wins they had to begin the year. Now, it's actually a Chicago team they've already played in Boston, three to one. They beat them a couple weeks ago, second night of the season. They beat Nashville at home. They beat San Jose on the road. But actually against L.A., I thought it was a better game from them. A pretty good Kings team. They went 4-2. You know, and then on a back-to-back in Anaheim, wasn't pretty, but they found a way 3-1. to one, And they're just grinding out wins right now. And you, and you can't penalize Boston for that too much uh, right now. No question. So uh, Bruins, uh, you know, undefeated. They haven't done anything wrong. To me, there's this is not 
an overly impressive 5 and 0 start for Boston, but they are they're finding ways to win games right now and we'll give them credit for that. It's not a game I have much on as far as side and total goes in this game. Uh certainly Boston uh is a team that's been an under machine uh, to begin the uh, season, no question. You look at their results, they've gone under four of their five games so far this season. And so have Chicago until Vegas, believe it or not. Uh, of all teams, finally went over the total, which was surprising because Vegas doesn't always get into a 5-3 game all the time. But prior to that, every Chicago game had stayed under the total uh, as well. So, you know, it kind of feels like, and we saw 3-1 when these teams met in Boston. Now, will it open up tonight? We'll see. There's some big-time uh, lineup changes really on both sides, but especially here, I, I like on Boston, this kid, Patra. Matthew Patra, man, he is someone that – um had some chances early on. He got the two goals. He's playing the second-line center spot uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. And now that he's got that confidence of finally finding the net, plus 420 FanDuel for a goal and plus 285 at FanDuel for an assist for Matt Patra, you know, I think is definitely worth a look here uh, in this game tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, the other guys are – it's really other than him, Marshawn, um, Posternock and JVR, James Van Riemsdyk. Those have been the guys that have really carried things for uh, Boston. So I would maybe look in their direction. And then Chicago, you've got some options tonight because for most of the season, we've had Connor Bedard on the top line with Taylor Hall and with Ryan Donato. That's the way it's been. Well, Taylor Hall, unfortunately, of course, IR for him. Ryan Donato has um, been moved down to the fourth line with Kachuk and with Reese Johnson. Um, and it looks like now Connor Bedard will be flanked by Tyler Johnson and Nick Foligno on that top line tonight. So right there, it tells me that if you're going to look for some value on the Blackhawks side, now I don't know how many goals they're going to score. You're talking about a Bruins team that hasn't been given up a lot uh, as far as goals going into this game tonight. And it looks like it'll be Swayman for Boston, although it's not confirmed, but projected to give Jeremy Swayman the start tonight is uh, Jim Montgomery and Morozik is confirmed uh, in net for Chicago. But there is value on both Tyler Johnson and Nick Foligno playing alongside Connor Bedard, CB98, uh, here tonight in this game. Johnson plus 400 to score a goal, plus 240 to get an assist. And then uh, Nicky Foligno, no assist prop for him. But if you think he can pop and find one, get that big body in front of the net, let Connor Bedard find him uh, here in this game tonight. 650 is what we're looking at for Nick Foligno, plus 650. And again, this is a top-line player tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks. So value for sure at plus 650 for Nick Foligno. What do you think here, Alex Bruins, Blackhawks? Yeah, I mean, obviously this is going to be an interesting game. Like you said, these two teams played each other already. The Hawks really kind of took the fight to Boston in that game. It was a you know empty net goal late, a uh, couple of two goals late with an empty netter to give Boston that win. But the Hawks were, were fully in, invested in that contest and, and played well. Of course, Connor Bedard getting his first goal against them. And if you go back last year in March, Chicago, the plus 350 underdog at home and beat Boston six to three. Uh, this feels like it maybe could be one of those spots. You know, Boston's playing well. The end of a road trip. You just left California. Now you come to Chicago before you get on home. Maybe they lay a little bit of, of an egg here. It's a great one to have on live. I think Boston may be able to score a goal first, but I don't think that's going to knock the Hawks down completely. So I'm looking to circle Hawks live to win this game. I also have a player prop that I'll be talking about later on as well. All right, there you go. Sounds like a bargain bin special uh, segment coming up here uh, for Alex from this uh, Bruins and uh, Blackhawks game. Speaking of the player props, what have I talked about all season as far as 
what are the main criteria that I look for? And, you know, you can always bet your Austin Matthews and your Connor McDavid's and the guys that are always on the top line and are always going to be threats to score, but you're only going to get minus 110 plus 100 plus 110 on guys like that to score, players like that to score. And that's fine. You know, they got a good chance of cashing most nights, but they're not always going to cash. What I love is these, and we've said this all for years on this show, including, you know, every day this year, I look for the players moving up the lineup. Players moving up to the second line, to the top line, players that are going on the power play unit, either the second, either onto a power play unit from not being on a power play unit or going up to the top power play unit. That is what I look for because the pricing of players moving up the lineup, moving to a top line or second line spot, or moving onto a power play unit is not priced appropriately. It never is. Look at Nick Felino, for example. Nick Felino's on the top line and he's plus 650. I mean, you see these opportunities so often when there's players moving on up the lineup with line changes. So, how do you keep track of all this? And I posted this link on Twitter, and I just wanted to spend a moment to mention it and put it up on the screen here uh, on uh, today's uh, Ice Guys show. And if you're watching this show in video form, uh, you'll be able to see it right now. Here it is right now. This is on leftwinglock.com. This is a great uh, page that I use every day. It's what I call line changes, power play unit changes, and up-downs, as I like to call it, which means you get to see which players, based on the latest practice, the latest morning skate uh, are moving on up or down the lineup. And there you see the latest changes here. You see a bunch for San Jose. We'll get to it later. Evander Kane moving on up to the top line for the uh, Minis- for the Edmonton Oilers tonight uh, against the Minnesota Wild. And Matthias Janmark as well uh, moving up to the uh, top line uh, for uh, Edmonton. We talked about Nick Foligno moving up from the third line to the first line. Uh, there's some Seattle movements. Winnipeg. Uh, Alex Iafalt, there's a bunch here, and you can see Nick Paul moving up to the second line. We talked about him. There's some shifting with Ottawa. Players moving up the lineup, third to second line, down from the second to the third line. Uh, Garncroke, we talked about the great value with his prop tonight because he's moving all the way up to the first line with Matthews and Marner uh, for Toronto. So it's just an absolutely brilliant sight. It's a invaluable for me to find yeah. these great player prop opportunities. We'll get to Calgary in a bit. They've got some guys moving up. Colorado, we mentioned. Nashville's got one. And then the power play, that's just the line changes, the forward lines. Then there's the power play unit changes. And look at all the power play unit changes. All the shifts we've talked about with Columbus going to the top unit. Um, Chicago changes their uh, – Tyler Johnson's going up to the power play one. Athenasiu, the Greek stallion, moving up to the power play one. Uh Power play's been hit or miss for Chicago, and Boston's a good PK team, so I'm not loving the power play point props for them. But uh, nevertheless, if you buy into it that they can produce, uh, there's value with that. Pittsburgh, we talked about Rust moving up to PP1. Montreal's got some changes. Uh, Washington, there you see some guys. Sonny Milano onto the power play unit. Islanders making some changes. Uh, Anaheim, Adam Henrique uh, up to the power play one unit. So I didn't mention him earlier. I forgot. I should have. I meant to. But there you go. There's someone that's got some value. It's just such a great site. And there you see it. Power play up downs um, for the power play unit. Guys moving up to the second or first power play unit or down. And the same thing with the forward lines at even strength. And it's all there at leftwinglock.com. It's just such a great tool for me. And I use it every day. I wanted to take some time out of this show to mention that because it's just it's a tool that is just so 
beneficial and so incredibly helpful for me with betting player props each day. Absolutely. And if you're on the you know Patreon page, you sign up for that. You look at that list of the bookmarks every uh, hockey better should have uh, on their browser. That is included in that list. I have it saved now. Like I said, it wasn't something I used all the time, but now we're increasing with the player props. It, it's, it's invaluable. It's, it's as good as it gets, honestly. Yeah, it, it's, it does feel like I'm teaching my students. You're right. And uh, but that's good. We're trying to impart some uh, strategy uh, as well into the just uh, we don't want to just give out picks. You know, we want to give some strategy and some insight and, and the how to of how we go about things. All right. St. Louis and Winnipeg. Winnipeg Jets minus 180 home favorite six the total in this game. Uh, first of all, I mean, just absolutely sad news and uh, obviously worrisome news to hear about the wife of head coach Rick Bonus here for the Winnipeg Jets, Judy Bonus, a seizure suffered on Sunday. And right away, obviously, you know, Rick's got to go back home, be with his family, be with his wife in hospital, and certainly thoughts and prayers and well wishes to her and her recovery. Uh, and um, he'll be away from the team. Scott Arneal, the assistant coach, will take over behind the bench tonight. So the question becomes, as far as our purposes, which are far less important, compared to the health of obviously Rick's wife. But from our purposes, what does this mean for Winnipeg? Are they distracted? Are they worried? Does it throw them off their preparation and their, you know, their, their job, you know, to play hockey and get ready for a game tonight against St. Louis? That's the big question. Or does it rally the troops? Does it galvanize them? And do they say, you know what? Um, we got to pick this thing up here, do our jobs, be ready to go. Uh, and, you know, just be uh, be professional, and you know we can't do anything for our coach right now other than we wish him well. And we, we we we're with him. We give him our best and all that. We're praying obviously for the for the health of his wife at this point in time. So they can't do anything about the situation involving Judy Bonus, but what they can do is control what they can control, and that's come to work, do your job, and keep things going on the ice uh, because Rick Bonus would want that. And Josh Morrissey, the defenseman for the Jets, had a great quote about it saying, the biggest thing we can do for Bones is take care of our job here at the rink and allow him to be where he needs to be. That's the culture I believe we've built here. Certainly, we're all a part of that. That tells me Winnipeg, I think, has a little extra incentive tonight uh, for this game. It's about you know sh showing that uh, a camaraderie here, a brotherhood come together you know, for their head coach. Uh, there's no question about that. And it sure helps that they've got a beatable opponent coming into town here yeah. in the uh, St. Louis Blues. I know they had the win against Pittsburgh the other night, but you know, I've, you, you know very well, I think Pittsburgh's got their issues. Uh, and I was impressed with Winnipeg against Edmonton. Very impressed that that couldn't have started worse for them. You know, they got off to that bad start. Edmonton's got the lead so early in that game, but they hung with it. They hung with it. And Mr. Hellebuck, who continues to be money in the fucking bank off a loss, off a bad game, he did it again, Alex, with that Winnipeg win in overtime, 3-2 against uh, Edmonton. He was brilliant. He kept them in the game. Edmonton had a chance to, you know, basically take over that game uh, after it was 2-0, but he held the fort in the first period. It ended 2-1, and from that point on, I thought Winnipeg outplayed Edmonton in the last two periods. And Hellebuck's goaltending, uh, in net allowed the Jets to come back uh, and win that game. He is in net again tonight for the Jets. Jordan Binnington confirmed for the uh, Blues. I think Winnipeg back home here, and they, they're not going to be happy either that the last two times they were here in Winnipeg, they lost to LA and Vegas, and there's pressure on this team to win. Don't think the players aren't aware of what's going on with this attendance situation, which is a disaster yeah. right now. 11, 12,000 people in the building. That's horrible 
for a Canadian market. It's horrible for any market, but especially for a Canadian market. I think there's some real incentive here with bonus going through what he's going through right now with his beloved wife, with the home struggles the last two games, albeit against good competition. You know, L.A. and Vegas, no shame losing to those two at home. I think Winnipeg comes out storm and night. I like them in the first period puck line, and I'm also going to go with them in regulation uh, here tonight uh, in this game against the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, and I was impressed with their resolve and their fortitude in that game against Edmonton, where it could have they could have given up hope and crept shit the bed after two nothing early, but they didn't. They they stayed steady uh, and they ended up getting the uh, job done. So Winnipeg first period puck line minus a half plus one forty six, and also going to go with the uh, Jets here. In regulation, minus 114. Uh, Alex, Blues, Jets. Wow, I'm, I'm already kind of <laughs> heavily pot committed to uh, Winnipeg. I might have to add that first period puck line to it. But I also have uh, Jets in regulation. I had that split with Jets team total over three and a half. I was able to grab minus $1.15 with that. Uh, like I said, you know, just a very sad situation. Thoughts and players with the, the uh, bonus family, of course. And like I said, sometimes that can take you off your game, but sometimes that can boost you up. And I think with everything else that's going on with Winnipeg, this will be a, a focus and kind of uh, batting the hatches rally kind of a spot here for Winnipeg. Like I said, you know, 11,000 people in the building, which, I mean, shame you guys, Jets fans. You lost your team years ago because of this. Like, don't let that happen again. You know, show up and, and show out for this team because this is a really good hockey team. I could see this team was as bad as we thought it was going to be early in the year. Then it makes sense. Okay. Half empty building, but no, this, this team is something to watch and you guys need to go out there and check it out for sure. Especially in a game like this, where they're playing against a division rival who they've beat eight of the last 10 meetings. Uh, like I said, have lost back-to-back -back games at home. They need to get things rolling and, and in a hurry. And I think this is going to be a big spirited win for them. Overall, as an organization, they could be able to kind of build and move forward with this. So give me Jets in regulation. Give me Jets first period puck line. Give me Jets team total. And I also like a couple of player props that I'm betting small. I like Captain Adam Lowry to get a goal. And I like Alex Alfaio, who's moving up to the top line to get a goal well as well. Those are both big plus prices. Now you said that one that I already bet, and I was going to mention it. Alex Alfaio up to the top line. Uh, he'll score it. He'll score it. And he's Alex. I have follow. I have follow. That's not good. That's like an old song. That's like uh, Peggy March. I will follow him from the sixties. I, I, I always think of that song. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. And, and when he scores, I follow, I follow, I follow. He will score a goal, score a goal playing on the top line. There isn't a bed. I can't cash with. I follow. <laughs> You can tell it's a long show. It's a big show on a big day. We're getting goofy already. Uh, but, yeah, I, Alex, I follow uh, here uh, for this one. Yeah, absolutely. And I like Lowry, uh, too. Uh, Lowry hasn't been firing offensively as much as I thought he would be this season. But captain leads by example with tough times. Uh, and I think there's onus, too. Like, what, how do you get more people in the building? How do you get more uh, money into this organization? You win when you play at home. And people might want to come out more. Uh, for sure. Uh, no question. So uh, definitely uh, a situation where I think, yeah, I follow has great value on that top line. And he's actually gotten it cranked up lately as well for the uh, Jets. So plus 300 to score a goal, plus 215 to get an assist. Uh, definitely a good looks there as far as the uh, Jets. I don't want to go crazy with the Blues uh, props, but if I were to look at someone on their side here tonight, uh, I'd consider Jake Neighbors. I cashed a big goal prop with Jake Neighbors uh, the other night mostly because he was moving up to the second line. That's another guy moving up the lineup. He got his first goal. He had two shots on goal. I think there's good value there. 
with him. Uh, Robert Thomas, I agree. If I were to look at someone on their top line, it would be Robert Thomas. He had two assists against Pittsburgh. He's had good success against the Jets. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, no question about that. Yeah, I agree, Candace Reynolds. You're not going to see me turning into a singer anytime soon. This is my job for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, right? Yeah, there's here. only one. There's only one former musician on this on this podcast. That's <laughs> right. Not <laughs> no. Edmonton, Minnesota. We got uh, even money minus one ten both sides. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. I think it's a very very cheap price on Edmonton. There's nothing to like about Minnesota. I get it. Connor McDavid's out for a week or a week to two weeks. And it's like the best player in the sport. All of a sudden, he's not there. It hurts. There's no question. But what's there to like about Minnesota right now? I mean, they're giving up 54 shots to Columbus in an overtime loss. They give up seven goals to L.A. in a 7-3 loss. Uh, their only win this year, uh, only two wins, came against Florida. First game of the year, trying to adjust without Ekblad and Montour. And then Montreal. I mean, those are the two victories for this Minnesota team. So it's Edmonton or pass for me uh, in this game. Alex did mention this uh, to me before the show, and it's true. Edmonton has had a tough time in XL Energy Center. Uh, that goes without saying. Minnesota's definitely had a, a ton of success here at home uh, against this uh, Edmonton Oilers team. Long term, Minnesota is 28-7 and in the last 35 home games against Edmonton. So Minnesota has really played well at home, but I cannot back at Minnesota right now. I, I don't like what I'm seeing at all from them in their own end. Uh, they're still scoring a little bit, but, you know, they've also got their uh, share of uh, personnel issues due to injury. Matt Boldy's still out. You know, they're still trying to get Kaprizov going, and he hasn't really been rolling yet. And that's another thing, too. And Kaprizov's only playing or producing at, like, 50% capacity. That's, it makes Minnesota a much more beatable team. I mean, they probably need a little bit more from him. But, you know, the guys that they relied on so much last year, you know, that at times really stepped up and uh, delivered the goods for Minnesota offensively, you know, they really haven't gotten much going yet. Like Hartman's only got two points uh, so far this year. Hasn't been a phenomenal start for him uh, by uh, any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, you look at, uh, they've got um, Marcus Johansson on the second line. He's been pretty quiet, only one goal so far this year. So they need a few more uh, people stepping up here offensively uh, for this uh, Minnesota team. You know, Edmonton off a frustrating loss to Winnipeg 3-2 in overtime, and I know there's no McDavid. And because of that, you know, Edmonton's going to have some shuffling going on tonight. And it looks like as of right now, it's going to be Hyman, Dreisaitl, and Yanmark. Although I think I saw, uh, yeah, Evander Kane's moving up to that top line tonight. So it hasn't been updated yet at uh, Rotowire. But yeah, Evander Kane is on that top line. I think he's taking Hyman's spot uh, on that uh, top line. Now, you know, Hyman's going to the second line. Yanmark's going up to the top line with Dreisaitl and with Kane. So it's going to be Kane, Dreisaitl, and Yanmark. How's that for a top line? You talk about Jay Woodcroft taking the blender out. He's got now a Kane, Dreisaitl, and Yanmark a top line here for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. So that's definitely a new look uh, line, uh, first line for sure in this first game without Connor McDavid. But this is kind of like that NBA theory coming into play. First game without your superstar player. The team usually steps up, pulls up their bootstraps, finds a way to win this game. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take Edmonton small pregame at minus 110. Wait to see how this game starts. Maybe add a little bit more to the Oilers later on, depending on how this game's going on. So that's my approach right now as far as this game goes. And right now with Minnesota games, you know, I don't love it without McDavid. You worry they take a step back offensively, Edmonton. 
But Minnesota is a mess defensively, and every Minnesota game pretty much has gone over the total. So I am going to sprinkle on over six and a half as well uh, in this game. Alex, Oilers and Wild. Yeah, like I said, the Oilers have, have had a horrible time here uh, playing in Minnesota. And I will make a note that the Oilers are one of the few teams that do not stay close to the XL Energy Center. Most teams stay at the St. Paul Hotel. Edmonton stays out by the airport in Bloomington. I don't know. If that makes any difference, but, you know, I think maybe they figure it out after a while having that bad of a record historically whenever they play here uh, for what that's worth. But like I said, the next man up mentality was McDavid out. It's going to ring truer now in this first game than it will at any point over the next week or to two weeks that he's missing. Uh, and to do that against a Minnesota team, that, like I said, has been playing horrific defensively. And the offense is just not consistently uh, getting things rolling right now. That's troublesome. The Wild, like I said, Dean Evans in that hot seat uh, right now, it should be the hottest in the league at this point. They keep losing games at home uh, that they should be able to win. Even this game right here, this is a big spot, right? You're at home against a, a McDavid-less Oilers team that you've dominated for a long time. You lose this game 4-2 to two or 5-2, to two, that's got to really cause some concern in that front office. Bill Guerin's got to really make some tough decisions. Uh, like I said, that seat's only going to get hotter and hotter if the Wild don't figure it out. A t- little, little sprinkle here with the draw at plus 330. I uh, also took a really small shot. I think Joel Arisonek is live to get something done on the power play. Saw that at plus 260 over at uh, MGM. And I'm waiting for first period and full game overs live during the backcast. I think we'll definitely get that first period over for sure. Over five and a half full game. If I can get that at a decent price and I see the pace, I might try to grab that as well. But I love this first period over. These are two teams that have been kind of getting things rolling early, especially with Minnesota, uh, you know, giving up a bunch of shots. I could definitely see two, three, maybe even four goals here. So we're looking for those live uh, overs in the big cast tonight. Yeah. And like I said, for Edmonton, my targets are the two guys up on the top line tonight, moving up to the top line. Kane at plus 230 to score a goal, plus 200 to get an assist. And like I say, Matt, Matthias Janmark, no assist props for him, but he's on the top line tonight. And at Batano, the Ontario book, plus 750 uh, to score a goal tonight. Insane for someone playing on the top line uh, in Matthias Janmark tonight with uh, Dreisaitl. So uh, some great value here, too. I mean, it's just this is a night where there's so many games, you know, you're going to see so many good value-laden opportunities and you've definitely got a few, including in this game, no question about it. All right, Vancouver, Nashville. We've got Nashville minus 125 home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, Canucks road trip continues. Uh, it got off to a tough start. The Philadelphia loss, which Rick Tockett read them the riot act for that effort. Uh, they played better against Tampa, but they fell short. And then they played Florida and finally got back in the win column, 5-3 over the uh, Panthers. See if they can carry this forward here against uh, Nashville. Uh, you look at the uh, c- recent series history, though. Uh, and, um, you know, Canucks are only three and seven the last 10 visits in Nashville. How about the over six and two in the last eight meetings in Nashville, 13 and three overall uh, over the total four straight overs in this head to head series. And at six, I did bite on the over here uh, over six minus 115. It's a series history play. I don't think the Canucks are a dead nuts over team because they're playing some better defense, at least a little bit for Rick Tockett. Um, and they're off, but their offense is good. Nashville is definitely not a team I usually think of. Yeah, let's bet overs. But when you look at this Nashville team here, all of a sudden, the last few games, they put up five spots against San Jose and the and four against the Rangers, you know, who obviously had Shesterkin in that night. So I got to upgrade and boost their offense a little bit the last two games as they've been able to put the puck in the net, uh, the Predators. So it's a series history bet. It's been dominant for overs. 
I'm not going to fight it. And especially at six, not six and a half. That was the final um, uh, element here that made me end up going forward with over six here, minus 115 with uh, Canucks and uh, Predators. I'd lean Vancouver, but I'm going to see how this game plays out. Uh, I, I respect the way Nashville's played the last two games. They've looked good. So I'm not as eager to go against Nashville tonight in this spot, unless I get a better price with Vancouver during the BetCast, which you're going to want to tune in tonight to find out. Alex, what do you think here? Canucks, Predators. Yeah, it's either five time in the BetCast or nothing. Like, this is a huge board. I've, I'm, I got a lot of stuff going on already as far as uh, all these games are going pregame, and I want to definitely look for some stuff live. So this might be one of those. If nothing pops up, I'd probably just completely pass it. Right, look, and uh, there are some props here quickly. Besser for Vancouver, Pedersen for Vancouver. They're the guys that keep on playing really well for this team uh, this season. No question. Uh, they've been really solid uh, for the uh, Canucks. Uh, you look at uh, as well, JT Miller starting to heat up. Goal and assist prop for him, maybe. One goal, four points in the last uh, two games for Vancouver. And especially another defenseman shooting the puck a lot. Getting involved offensively, we cashed a huge, huge, what was it, plus 700 goal prop for Quinn Hughes uh, for the Vancouver Canucks against Florida. Absolutely a great look again. Uh, again, five, four, and four shots on goal. He's actually got one of the hardest shots right now uh, in the NHL. Uh, there was a nice little post about it, Tom, but I was really worked on his shooting ability. More accuracy, more velocity. Uh, behind it he has 13 shots on goal in the last three games his shot prop there, there's been no adjustment like it was two and a half at almost plus 150 for Quinn Hughes over shots on goal against Florida tonight it's over two and a half it's plus 135 they just haven't made enough of an adjustment they are totally asleep on this totally asleep like he has four four and five shots on goal in the last three games he's shooting the puck a lot more and yet there's been zero adjustment in his shots prop uh, still over two and a half is at plus 135 here for uh, Quinn Hughes tonight. So I'm liking that look. Goal prop plus 700 again, minus 130 to get an assist. The power play point prop plus 165. So there's all kinds of um, uh, looks here for Quinn Hughes that could end up being uh, nice cashers tonight in this game. Nashville, Forsberg continues to shoot the puck a lot. Uh, Parsonen and Novak are the other Predators players I would consider here as far as props go. And this uh, Samuel uh, uh, Fajemo kid, uh, 23 years old. Uh, he had his first game of the season and he scored for the Nashville Predators in it against San Jose. Uh, they like him. He's a left winger. Uh, you know, he was a healthy scratch early on, but he makes the most of his opportunity and he's going to be on the second line tonight. So obviously Andrew Burnett was impressed with him in that last game. So some value there as well. All right. new And by the way, goaltending, I didn't mention it. Thatcher Demko confirmed for Vancouver, probably Soros, but not confirmed yet for Nashville. Rangers flames. We've got the New York Rangers minus 125 road favorites, six the total here in this game. I kind of want to take Calgary back home, but off a road trip, I don't think I'm going to, but I think there's going to, I think they're going to have a nice home stand here. I know it's been, it was a rough road trip. They're two and four. Uh, they ended that road trip losing three, uh, uh, four of their five games. Pittsburgh, Washington, bad losses. They beat Buffalo, and then they lose to Columbus and a red-hot Detroit team. But the one time they have been on home ice, they beat Winnipeg in their first game of the season, 5-3. I just don't know if this is the spot I want to back Calgary in. I could see them still having a tough time that first uh, game off a pretty decent-sized uh, road trip for the first time this season. Uh, and on the flip side, the Rangers weren't happy with their final home game of their last Last home stand against Nashville, and they certainly played a better game against Seattle uh, with that 4-1 victory against the Kraken. 
uh, the other night. We'll see if they can uh, build on that. Been a lot of inconsistency for the uh, New York Rangers. It's worth noting they have been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss this year so far. It's another thing that has me lean in Calgary a little bit. They haven't strung two wins in a row together. They haven't strung two good performances in a row together yet, the New York Rangers. Uh, they beat Buffalo. They lose to Columbus the next game. They beat Arizona. They lose to Nashville the next game. And then they beat Seattle after that. So uh, definitely a little inconsistency here for the Rangers. If Calgary wasn't coming off such a long road trip, I'd like them more. I still lean that way, but this is another one where I might look for a live bet, a better price uh, in-game on the uh, Calgary Flames back home in this one. Uh, Alex, Rangers taking on the Flames. Yeah, I, I just got this feeling this could be a, a higher scoring game, but I think we'll be able to get enough time to where we can grab a full game and first period over is live. So this is one I, another one I have circled uh, to watch out for this evening. Good prop game. Uh, like I say, I'm lukewarm on the side, lukewarm on the total here in this game. I do kind of lean over, uh, but like I say, I might wait to see how this game starts first. But as far as the props go, uh, we've got some opportunities here. Yeah, that's true, Cuban. You're right about uh, Philip Heedle. Philip Heedle's been very good against Calgary. Can't explain why. Lots of great uh, damage he's done against them, so I don't mind that. I think there's some great, great opportunities here for Calgary tonight there's some big time line shifting going on line changes ryan huska knowing that they had struggled at the end of that road trip he's shaking things up he's got the blender out he's trying to get things uh, uh switched up here for calgary and you look at what they're going to go with tonight how about this new look top line adam ruzichka elias lindholm and matt coronado that's two of my guys two of my guys right there uh for the calgary flames playing on their top line tonight players that I have targeted from the beginning of the season with goal props. So you got to know I'm hitting both of those props tonight. Both of them on the top line, uh, flanking Elias Lindholm tonight on the top line for the Calgary Flames. So uh, Adam, and Adam Rzichka, man, he continues to get chances uh, galore. Plus 440 for him to score a goal, uh, plus 215 uh, to get an assist. And then Matt Coronado, who looked. I had that great prop for him to score, you know, several games ago. I think it was against Pittsburgh, and he ended up scoring in that game. And he's actually been pretty quiet since then, you know. But now is his opportunity. You've got a lethal score. He's got a great release, a very good shot. Uh, and now all of a sudden you're putting him in a top featured role here for the uh, Calgary Flames. I would expect him to thrive on it. Uh, here as well. And if you look at the power play unit uh, and the way it shapes up, Rizic is going to play on power play one and Coronado is going to play on power play two. So uh, absolutely, those are good props there for uh, Calgary tonight. Those two guys playing with Lindholm on the top line. Rizicka, we've talked about endlessly every Calgary game and Coronado plus 390 uh, at FanDuel to score a goal. Plus 475 power play point prop is probably worth a look for him. And Rizicka's power play point prop is plus 400. Uh, as well. So those are great value uh, looks. Rasmus Anderson still out because of the suspension and Noah Hannafin is quarterbacking the number one power play unit now uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames. So I think he's got some value with props, prop assist, prop power, for Noah Hannafin here uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames. So uh, there's definitely some uh, good value options here uh, as far as uh, props go for this Calgary team tonight uh, in this game. No question about that. Uh, all right, uh, we only have a couple games left. Getting to the end uh, of this uh, marathon edition uh, of the uh, Ice Guys on this uh, Tuesday. So uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, what the hell happened here? 
Yeah, I think Ian Ian's camera froze up a little bit. So yeah, we got a couple more games left. We'll wait for him to try to get back in. Uh, we're already down the late end. So we got 14 games already done. Of course, we have the BetCast tonight. Remember that starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, note the early start time because that's when all of the games will be going on. Of course, 15 minutes ahead of uh, one another from 5 uh, Central to 10 Central. So 6 to, to 11, you'll have a game starting every 15 minutes. So we'll be doing the BetCast and we'll have things kind of going in a, a staggered order as well as far as what games we're talking about leading up because we're eventually be leading into another game every 15 minutes. Uh, so we're going to Arizona and L.A. I'm seeing right now L.A. a minus $1.84 favorite. Arizona plus 160 with a total of 6.5. Slightly, uh, pretty much pick them right now. You can find plus money both ways if you shop it. Ian, you all good? I'm good. I'm back. Sorry about that. Right. To, everything just closed. Everything just fucking closed on me. Every window. You know, I had too many open. That's what happened. And yeah, just, yeah. I had to do that earlier in the show. So yeah, <laughs> overload, and that's that's what happened. So just to recap, in case I cut out before I finished, Coronado, Ruzichka, Hannafin props as well, quarterback in that power play for uh, Calgary uh, in that last game. All right, Arizona, L.A., L.A. minus 196 and a half the total. I'm on Arizona here. Arizona always gives L.A. a battle. They're a tough game. They're a, a team that just at this price, I'm going to look to back them quite a bit this year. I've, I, I, I came into this season with this approach. You give me Arizona at a – tantalizing plus price i'm i'm gonna bite you know a lot of the time and uh you know la's still trying to find their way la's not been good at home and this is concerning now they haven't won yet at crypto arena uh this season in la they got their couple of wins on the road there against minnesota and against uh, winnipeg but on the at home they have just not been great here uh this uh la kings team uh boston they lose now tough teams the three home games were carolina colorado and boston you know those aren't easy opponents but L.A. is struggling to win home games. Arizona is always a tough out right now. No question. Even the losses for Arizona, they've been right in those games, the Rangers game, the Islanders game that they lost on their road trip. So I'm taking a shot here, Arizona plus 160. Pull buddies nerfed. You're right. You're reading my script here for this game. Sean Dursey, of course. Not only is he producing, not only is he shooting the puck a lot, playing on the power play for the Arizona Coyotes, but now he gets to face his old team. And you know he's going to want to play well here. Uh, against the LA Kings. So it goes without saying, Sean Dursey props definitely on the list tonight. Goal, assist, power play point, the whole gamut for me tonight with uh, Sean Dursey here in this game against uh, LA. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Coyotes, Kings. Yeah, this is one I'm, I took a shot with the regulation draw with. And these are two teams that have always, you know, fairly played each other tight. They're division, well, former division rivals. The, the, the bad blood that was there at times, it just always kind of seems to carry over. And it's weird because don't think of that as a rivalry like you do L.A. with San Jose or, or with Anaheim. But these were always kind of just fiery contests. And you can even see that with the way they played. And uh, I saw a couple people mention in the chat about where they were in Australia. You know, so I think that carryover might be there. I can see where Logan Cooley maybe say he had the great goal in Australia. Can he do it in the U.S.? It's possible. But uh, I, I expect action back and forth. And I think this one goes past 60. So uh, this, this is the last regulation draw that I have as of now on the card. I got a plus 360. All right, there you go. Regulation draw for uh, Alex in this one. Uh, the other props, Cooley goal assist. Keller is always involved for Arizona. I'd look in those directions for them. L.A., uh, as far as their props, really the guy that's been stepping up has been Trevor Moore. I've been impressed uh, with Trevor Moore uh, early in the season here for the uh, Los Angeles Kings. I think there's some value with his uh, player props right now. Kempe really hasn't been getting going. He's off to it. I think he's still stuck on one goal, and I believe it was an empty net goal 
so, you know, it's been a slow start. And I've got this guy to score 40 goals. Now, I'm not panicking yet, but uh, definitely only one goal so far this year for the uh, LA Kings at this point. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, I would take a shot with anybody on that second line as well for LA. Fiala has played well uh, and played well against this opponent. Pierre-Luc Dubois is rolling right now. He's playing great hockey. Uh, and Laferriere, keep an eye on this kid. I like his game. He gets in the mix. He goes to the front of the net. Uh, he, he got his first NHL goal the other night for L.A. Uh, Alex Laferriere, he got in a fight, which was great to see. And his, I think his parents were in the crowd, too, that night when he dropped the gloves. I mean, he's just it's great to see it. And uh, definitely uh, a guy that to uh, keep your eye on here for L.A. Uh, he might have some prop value tonight as well. Uh, Connor Ingram in net for Arizona and looks to be Phoenix Copley for uh, Los Angeles, and that's not confirmed yet, but expected. And if you remember Copley's last start against Carolina, about as bad as it could be uh, in that yep. game. So we'll see if he can bounce back, if he indeed does get the start tonight for Todd McClellan uh, and the LA Kings. All right, after just not quite the two-hour mark yet, based because we started the show a little afternoon Eastern, but we have reached the 16th and final game of this massive slate, and it is the last game to drop the puck tonight at 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. We've got uh, Vegas minus 210 uh, home favorites. Uh, the total in this game sitting at six uh, across the board. This is the third and final game of the triple header uh, on uh, ESPN tonight, uh, the main ESPN network, and we'll have Bob Wischusen. And our guy, Callahan, Callahan Auto Parts, Ryan Callahan, calling this game uh, in the late night hours. Uh, interesting matchup here where, you know, Vegas has been unbeaten uh, so far. They've looked terrific. There's been no letdown. There's been no Stanley Cup hangover. There's been no flat spot. There's been no look-ahead spot. It's, they've taken care of the good teams. They've taken care of business against the bad teams. You know, they have just been able to mow through everybody. Uh, it's been impressive, and you got to give Bruce Cassidy uh, a good share of credit for this too, because he's got this team well prepared to play uh, every night, uh, which is great to see. That's a big part of their success. Um, so, really playing great hockey. This is a game where I don't have much on it as far as side and total goes pregame. I, I just Vegas. I'm not going against them. They're too good right now. Uh, they've given me no evidence to want to bet against them. That being said, if they do let their guard down even slightly tonight. Philadelphia has been working their ass off early in the season. The work ethic under John Tortorella is clearly there. They are playing very hard, and it really is overcoming a lot of their deficiencies that they have. Will can beat skill, and Philadelphia is a prime example of that, You know where they've gotten off to this decent start so far, 3-1-1. One, and one. Uh, Even in a loss to Dallas, they got a point out of that game, 5-4 the other night. You know, I don't hate the draw in this game. This is a, one of those games where even the draw for me uh, I'm kind of tempted by it. And because Vegas is more than a minus 200 favorite uh, in this game, you're going to get a pretty nice price here as far as the draw is concerned. Last year, the game in Vegas, December 9th, last season, 2-1 to one Vegas in overtime. They beat the Flyers, but they needed to go beyond regulation uh, in order to beat them. Sign me up. I'm getting involved here. Give me the draw here in this. Flyers and Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the more I like it, Philly's playing tough. Philly's playing everyone close right now. 5-4 uh, overtime loss to uh, Dallas. They beat Edmonton. They beat Vancouver. Uh, really the one kind of bad game they had was against Ottawa uh, at home. But other than that, they've, they've played some good hockey uh, this season for sure, uh, which is great to see. 
And I think it's got a, a good chance to uh, continue here tonight. So I love the draw here. Uh, the more I think about it, Philly's been a tough out. And if there's ever a night where Vegas is kind of maybe off it a bit, it's tonight. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. That's the concern. We haven't seen one of these nights where Vegas is like, ah, oh, it's only Philadelphia. We can kind of slough off. They just haven't had that kind of demeanor at all in their play uh, so far this season. But Philly's been a hardworking bunch. And you know, with the Golden Knights being the Stanley Cup champions, defending champs, you know Philadelphia is going to want to uh, show up and bring their best uh, here uh, in this game tonight against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So you can get the draw at around plus 370. Uh, in uh, yeah. this game, you know, pretty good price there with that. I'm going to look at FanDuel because I often find FanDuel, to be honest, has really good prices as far as the draw uh, is concerned uh, in a lot of these games as well. Let me just uh, quickly check on that with the uh, Flyers and the uh, Golden Knights tonight. Uh, the draw is at, uh, uh, here we go, the three-way line. There we go, plus 380 uh, at FanDuel, so even yeah. better there. So going to take a shot with that here. Flyers, Golden Knights, draw plus 380. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Philly, Vegas. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, depending on what happens in the baseball world, uh, this could be a really interesting night for for Philly fans. If they get that win, they'll all be staying up late for sure with, with no problems watching uh, the Flyers take on the Golden Knights. Their first place Flyers, mind you, uh, taking on the Golden Knights as of right now. He like said they're playing good spirited hockey right now. Uh, you know, played that tight game and went to OT. Uh, they did lose it, but they went to OT uh, against Dallas. And, and I have Vegas and Dallas right there in that top five category. So, you know, Vegas, they can't just keep rolling like this forever, right? Like, it, the you know, yeah. the, the Bucks got to stop at some point. I'm not saying they're going to lose tonight. But, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the draw as well. I could definitely see this one going really, really late into <laughs> the hours for those of you uh, on the East Coast and Central, certainly. And, uh, and like I said, the start time will be interesting to watch on the ice, too. Vegas, 8 p.m. local start time. It's a little later than usual. And, obviously, Philly, even though they've been in, in the West Coast for a couple of days, but, you know, that, that internal car, uh, clock time of 11 p.m., that, that's a, a bit long, and I'm really hoping that the ratings are good for this game because one day possibly we could see the return of the old midnight uh, starts in Vegas, something that the old uh, Wranglers used to do back in the day where they had the game start midnight Pacific. Have to happen on a weekend, though, but you know, one can hope and dream. That would be pretty cool to see if they uh, bring that one all back. Yeah, no doubt. Big night for Philadelphia. I mean, the Flyers game is, to be honest, kind of inconsequential because Phillies is the big deal game seven NLCS. But the fact that the Flyers is at 11 o'clock, which will be right around when the Phillies game wraps up, it's going to be a nice carryover audience probably uh, for the uh, Flyers game tonight on ESPN uh, as they take on Vegas. Uh, not much as far as props go, but I'm going to say as far as uh, the Vegas side of it, um, as far as their props, Nicholas Watt to me is just consistently undervalued, man. He scored in back-to-back -back games for the Vegas Golden Knights. And this is a fourth line guy and it's not a fluke anymore. You know, usually the fourth line players, you're scared to bet their props because they don't get the ice time. No, they play their fourth line a lot. He has scored in back-to-back -back games. He's plus 380 to get a goal, plus 275 to get an assist. Nick Waugh, man, just continues to produce here for Vegas, even though he's down the lineup. And this is more just like what we saw for much of last year. Philly, uh, the guys that are mostly chipping in for them, Konechny, Farabee, both of these uh, players have really been uh, par big parts of the offense. Farabee has scored in back-to-back -back games for the Flyers. Konechny's had a terrific start, two goals in the last game. It starts and ends with those two guys. They are the red-hot players at the moment here for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers at the moment. So if you're going to look at props, I'd definitely look in those directions. Marcia so is never a bad idea. It's just you're not getting the value you're getting with, say, a Nicholas Waugh 
which is why I like the Watt prop more. Again, back-to-back games with a goal, and he's almost plus 400 uh, to find the back of the net tonight. Whew. Great stuff. There you go. That is all 16 <laughs> games right on the two-hour mark pretty much. So yeah. it's pretty good. We did good for time here. I figured it would be yeah. two hours, but we didn't go way over that, which is good. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Over 200 live viewers. Hit the like button. Sign up for the family plan. $9.99 US a month. Yes. Our daily card, player props, Alex's live betting looks. I don't know if he'll have any live wagers posted there tonight because we'll be on the BetCast, but on non-BetCast nights, you'll always find Alex's live bets uh, there on the uh, community tab, as well as strategy that he points out as to when he's looking to pull the trigger on those live wagers. We're going to have lots more content. It's so busy right now. We'll eventually, though, get you some video content, some bonus shows, stuff yeah. outside of our daily Ice Guys show, and we're going to get going with our impromptu live betcast. I'm actually hoping to do at least one of those in November. You know, just an impromptu live betcast, even if it's just for a couple hours, you know, on a night other than our regular monthly betcast. We will be doing that, and it'll be an exclusive show where the YouTube link will only get posted in the community tab for our Family Plan subscribers. So it's only a show you guys that are Family Plan members will get to see and get to be a part of. So uh, we're going to have our first impromptu Ice Guys bonus extra live betcast in November exclusively for our Family Plan members uh, for $9.99 US a month. All that and more, so make sure you check that out. Yeah, absolutely. I know some people on yesterday's show are asking what does the family plan entail, but like I said, everything that uh, you know, just laid out, you know, we, and all some of the other things that we had on Patreon, like I said, that's more of the writing content now on the Patreon page. But for, for example, the player suite, that has now going to be moved uh, by November, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to move all of that over to the YouTube family plan. So all video content will now be on YouTube and all written content with the exception of, of live plays. Those will be on Patreon. So to, to keep things clean and clear, because like I said, things can get a little cluttered on the YouTube, the way that the, the layout of the, the YouTube community is. So we have both the uh, options and avenues for both separate things. But all the content that you guys want and need, uh, like I said, tons of, of strategy and information. We got you know two sets of power rankings now. Ian has his. I have mine along with my goalie charts over the Patreon page as well. So don't forget about that. It's, it's, all, it's all completed uh, with the two sides of, of Patreon and YouTube to go along with the show and the betcast and everything else. Absolutely. So patreon.com slash ice guys for that, which is going to mostly the written content, the power ratings, the, the uh, goalie charts and anything we do written wise will be there. Uh, and of course, um, you know, the betting card and the player props will be on both Patreon and the uh, community tab uh, in uh, YouTube. So make sure you uh, check both of those out. All right. We have no shortage of menu items to choose from. As far as going down the grocery aisle to that bargain bin to find our bargain bin special of the night for this massive 16 game frozen frenzy Tuesday card. Uh, I will start with mine and we're going to Seattle, Detroit for my uh, frozen for my frozen frenzy bargain bin special of the night. And this one is one where, look, situationally, it makes great sense. There's no question about that. Someone moving up to the top line in this Seattle-Detroit game. Someone that we have seen before when given an opportunity, you know, to uh, come into the team and make an impact, you know, he has been able to do that here uh, for this squad. And like I say, not just moving up to the top line, but doing so uh, from the third line, uh, sorry, from the fourth line, I should say, for the Seattle Kraken uh, for this game. And he will be playing on the top line tonight for the uh, Kraken uh, against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and yes, Detroit's on fire. 
Seattle's been struggling to score goals outside of that Carolina game where they put up seven. But he'll play with Maddie Veneers and Jordan Eberle. And this is a guy that scored a big goal for them in the playoffs. And he scored his first NHL goal in the playoffs last year uh, in that first round series victory against the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to go with Ty Cartier for the Seattle Kraken here. Playing on the top line tonight, big time elevation. Dave Axtall is shaking it up. He knows this kid's got skill. He's got ability to put the puck in the net. And he needs a jolt offensively from this Seattle Kraken team right now. Ty Cartier is who we're rolling with for our bargain bin special of the night. Plus 500 at FanDuel for Ty Cartier to find the back of the net. Playing on the top line, that's our bargain bin special of the night. Nice. I, I like that look as well. That's a solid movement. He's going to be one of those guys that need to get rolling for Seattle if the Kraken are going to uh, right the ship right now and, and get back to being the quality team we know they can possibly be. But I'm going to go with the middle game on the ESPN slate uh, over on the west side of Chicago. Of course, you got Chicago hosting the Boston Bruins, and we're going to go with Nick Foligno moving up to the top line to get a goal here against his old club. And he's one of those guys I think is going to be, you know, he, he was brought there to be energy and spark and protect Connor Bedard. And now that he's on that line, Tyler Johnson, the guy who seems to have a new lease on life, he looks like the old Tampa Bay Tyler Johnson at times. Uh, you know, and everybody's sparked when they're playing around number 98. So I think Foligno finds his way, park that big butt right in front and uh, get a redirect in the net. And hopefully we can cash a plus 600 ticket. With Nick Foligno, that's my bargain with special tonight. Yeah, and it's one I, I'm on as well. Mentioned it earlier. I like it. Nick Foligno, Chicago Blackhawks, plus 600 to plus 650 for him uh, to find the uh, back of the net tonight. That's Alex B. Smith's bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bets to wrap up this massive marathon edition of this uh, Tuesday uh, NHL Ice Guys show on this Frozen Frenzy Tuesday. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> this is one of the largest oh, cards I think I've had. <laughs> largest, largest betting card I think I've had uh, probably ever. Now that I look at look at it when it's all said and done, especially with the live looks. But we're going to uh, the Steel City, and I like the Dallas Stars on the road. I got minus a dollar fifteen. I'm seeing dollar twenty around, so we're gonna go with that for show purposes. Minus a dollar twenty, Dallas Stars. This is just a, a solid hockey club. I think they're better than Pittsburgh, and I, I think they're going to have enough momentum on their side take care of business and get a nice business-like win uh, on the road here. So Dallas, minus 120. It's my best bet for the largest Tuesday we can ever remember. Yeah, Dallas minus 120 against Pittsburgh. There it is for uh, Alex B. Smith, his best bet uh, for this uh, Tuesday card, uh, and it should be a good one. Uh, my best bet here for this uh, Tuesday slate, um, I'm going to rock with Ottawa Senators over three-and-a-half team total, minus 140. Uh, I like this situation. Been cashing with Ottawa team totals much of the season. Finally, they got held down by Detroit in that home loss on Saturday. But prior to that, every home game, they had scored at least five goals. Uh, and I expect off a, a little bit of a setback against Detroit, uh, we see Ottawa come to life offensively again, uh, get to four goals against a Buffalo team playing the second night of back-to-backs. First start of the season in net for Uko Pekalukkanen. I'm not sure how sharp he's going to be you know, in his first outing of the season. So uh, let's rock with the Ottawa Senators team total over three and a half, minus 140. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this Tuesday NHL slate. All right, that'll wrap up this edition. Join us in four, four hours, 6 p.m. Eastern, a little less than four hours. The live betcast, 
get involved, join us on the stream. Uh, you can DM either of us and we'll send you the link if you want to join us on the BetCast. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday. Uh, and if you can't watch the show on Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern, if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. We'll see you in a few hours for the Frozen Frenzy Ice Guys Live BetCast, our first of the season. We'll talk to you then. Thank <laughs> you.